believing daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. All right, six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is a brand new hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here today. Stretch Armstrong working his degree at Rick and Bubba University. Coming up later in the program, a couple of guests will be with us. Phil Waldrop uh, with the Gridiron Men's Conference. He's got a new book out called Betrayal, Overcoming Past Hurts. Uh, and uh, and we can talk to him about this book. I think I, we mentioned it um, uh, just uh, we were promoting this, this the other day, and I've got a bunch of emails going, Hannah, what is this book on betrayal? It is an issue uh, that a lot of us have to deal with, and uh, he'll be here, and we'll talk about or be on the phone. We'll talk to him about that and the, the lineup for the upcoming Gridiron Men's Conference this summer. Also, don't forget, if you uh, have been watching the Tim Tebow attempt to make it to the big show, uh, Casey Smith has been working with Tim Tebow on his hitting since last season, and we'll talk to him a little bit later on and get an update on that. So uh, a couple of things uh, from the past weekend. Here's old Bubba coming back in here. Hey, Bubsy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba family. No doubt about it. Uh, so uh, this past weekend, the Pursuit Men's Conference, Dothan, Alabama, th- this is, uh, I mean, I, there, there's certainly some lighthearted things to talk about. There, there, always, there always are uh, when, when it comes to us being part of anything, let's just call it. When we, you, you, you pull this gang into anything, you're going to have issues. But um, it, it's interesting because, you know, coming up a week from today, uh, we'll launch themanchurch.com. It will go go live and to, to oversimplify it. It'll basically be a hub uh, for churches and community groups uh, to to plug into what we hope will be a, a discipleship strategy for men's ministry all over this country. Uh, it is desperately needed. And and to show that, like we're we're in, I get contacted. I guess it's over a year ago uh, by a guy named Heath Fountain, and. He's saying, look, I've been hearing what you guys are talking about, you know, y'all, all this and that. I really want to do a men's conference here in my community, uh, for, for you know, in surrounding communities. And, I mean, look, Heath is just a guy who works hard and, and loves Jesus and, and sees the situation involving men's ministry at, 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 you know, in churches everywhere. Uh, and a lot of it, in all fairness, is because there's not a lot of resources available, and, and we hopefully we can do something to change that. But anyway, so uh, so he starts out networking. You know how somebody calls and you're kind of like, oh, bless their heart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know they they got a lot of energy. They got their hearts in the right place. But you know, I don't want to see this guy get in a bind. And he goes, he says, I'm gonna go to the civic center and I'm gonna go ahead and rent the civic center and I'm gonna grab some dates and I'm gonna start trying to network around you know here and see if I can get some people involved. And and it didn't take very long for him to realize that that was that most everybody that he talked to said, Hey, buddy, God love you. I mean, you, you won't you won't get two hundred men right. to come to, to something like this, and you know we've done this and we've done that, and he just felt like that's what God told him to do. And if God tells you to do something, as we talked about many times, you just do it. And uh, so he kept on going. So finally, you know, I said, "Look, we're we're about to start this this manchurch dot com thing. I got a lot of contacts with guys. You know, you do the groundwork, and and how about this? I'll we'll I'll, we'll bring in the the worship team. I'll bring in the speakers." And um, you know you're you're the one still having to get out. And then all of a sudden he calls back and says things like, "I'm on a I, by the guys that register by a certain date. I'm gonna get every one of them a copy of How to Be a Man, the 40 Day Devotional." And I'm like, Heath, you don't have to. There's that's not necessary. No, that's what I want to do. Hey, I will tell you what, I think my ticket price is too high. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lower the ticket price. I, I I don't want there to be anything other than I'm just like, man, boy, you talk about a guy that just keeps stepping out, and stepping mm-hmm. out, and stepping out. And I'm like, buddy, please don't, please, because these things. Look, I've talked to people that have tried to do men's conferences, and, baby, you can take a bath. 
Now you do a women's conference, you'll be fine. But I mean, but but try, the, you, I mean, you can take a big bath in a big hurry, and uh, and so I'm doing. Look, man, just easy, easy. Mm-hmm. And buddy, I mean, he's wide open. And so uh, he uh, he he got he talked to Brody Kroll, which and had him come in, and then I brought in Wingo and and Bill Searcy, and then I talked to Michael Adler. He said, "Hey, we, we'll come." Of course, you know, like I say, these guys, some of these do this for a living, you know, with Adler and them. And he he goes and finds money for that, and he gets hotel rooms, and he's got you know uh, steak and shrimp dinner for everybody on Friday night that's involved, and starts getting his volunteers together, and then of course, you know, the manchurch.com talked with the. Our team there, they said, hey, we'll be in the lobby. We'll have the resources available. We'll do this. And I'm going to tell you something, and I get to do a lot of these things, and there's some great ones. Don't misunderstand me. They're, they're, they're just like we're talking with Phil, the gridiron and all that. They're incredible. But to, the, but you expect that because this is a, you know, a, a ministry that's been doing this a long time. This is one guy in a community that just said, I want to make a difference for the men of our community, and, and I feel called to do this. And I will tell you that I, what we experienced this this weekend, he had over fifteen hundred men that that came. It was a roaring success, um, and there was a moment, you know, when you talk about how how God does things. He he'd even written a check and put it on the table that he was going to give a very substantial donation to the Big Oak Ranch. And and just put it on, just wrote it ahead of time and said, God, this is what this is what I'm going to do. No matter what happens, I'm I'm going to give this donation. And so it was interesting that by the time it was all said and done, I think he had one dollar. Every, mm. Everything he put into it was given back to him, and he walked away with one dollar to put toward next year. And uh, wow. it, it was an amazing thing to see. And um, and I'll tell you the thing that I took away from it, too, is how desperately this is all needed. It's desperately needed. The, the, the thing you got, man, men, men are, there's anguish out there, man. There, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of addictions. And, and I, will, I will say this, watching Brody Kroll, watching Rich Wingo, watching Bill Searcy, watching Michael Adler, our own uh, Eddie Van Adler, his brother Jake, seeing Michael up there with his two sons, you know, leading worship, hearing these men's voices, you know, and, and of course the other great musicians and most of them from from our church that came came with Michael. You, got, you know, you just turn, give it to Michael Adler, and you ain't got anything else to worry about. It, it it'll be well done. And um, I, I just I just stood there and I thought they all did such an incredible job. I mean, I've heard Rich speak, I've heard Bill Searcy's testimony, I've heard Brody Kroll speak. I don't know that I've ever heard them better. I mean, they were they oh, were wow. they were just incredible. And and I was talking to to uh, Lee Moore, who works with us with the Manchurch dot com with, with Iron Hill, and he's kind of going to be the guy that's you know if you call and got some questions, he'll work with you, and and you know Lee Speedy. Yeah. But anyway, he said even in the lobby where we had all the resources and everything, he said it was great out there. He said there was a point that if you stepped into the room, the actual room where the men were, where the praise and worship was going on, where the messages were, he said you could literally feel, and he was getting chill bumps on his arms. We were having lunch after it was all over. He said you could feel the presence of the Lord. I mean, there was a difference in the atmosphere in there and even the lobby. Hmm. And, I mean, men came from all over. There was a guy that I, he said, I didn't even know I was coming. He said, I listened to us in Huntsville. I think I thought, that's, that's a pretty good haul from, yeah, from yeah, the top of Alabama haul. to the bottom. Yeah. And he said, and my kids' games got canceled because of all the water. And he said, I thought, well, what else am I going to do? I think I'm going to head to Dothan. 
He goes, so that one move, next thing I know, Rich Wingo's got me in his arms, and I'm weeping my eyes out, giving my life to Jesus. Wow. You know, and, you know, because Rich will grab a hold of it. Yes, he will. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and so, uh, so it was just, I mean, and certainly, you know, there's always lighthearted things and all that. And, but I just want to, it, it was, it, I will never forget being part of it. It, it, was, it was an incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, and as far as, you know, how much of it was solidified in the individual lives, who knows. But, but, but I, 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 know, I know that it was all presented clearly. I know the Holy Spirit moved. I know that this guy's uh, call to do it was confirmed and confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. And I, what I like about it, this was a guy that said, you know, like us, what do we always say? I hate to go to meetings where people talk about problems, but nobody talks about solutions. And this was a guy that said, look, I'm tired of hearing about this problem. Do something. And, uh, you know, same thing with the manchurch.com. We can keep talking about it or we can do something. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're going to see a hope in this country because things are getting really, really desperate, which usually always works. You know, God loves us enough. He, he disciplines those that he loves. I heard one guy say over the weekend, he must really love me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, but I think there's going to be, there, there, was a, there was a pastor that was there, and he said, I, I had a dream. He said that there's going to be a remnant. There's going to be a men's revival in this country. And, and, the, and we certainly had a run at this one time with Promise Keepers, and they did a great job. But they even admit the thing they didn't have was the equipping. They had the high challenge, but they didn't have the high equipping. And hopefully we've put together a strategy that will do both. But uh, so I just want to thank everybody. I mean, and look, tell me, there were a lot of people who just said, look, I'll, I'll just be there. There wasn't nobody coming because they're going to they's make a, a huge profit or walk away with a lot of money or anything like that. And I think a lot of times there's people, and it's fair, hey, we, we do ministry for a living, so you know, they don't really touch men's ministry because it's hard to make a living at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but so maybe some of us that don't need to do it for a living should be doing it. And, uh, and I certainly saw that happen this weekend. It, it, was, it was incredible. So just want to tell all the guys and everybody involved, just, it was a, an honor to be even remotely part of that in any way. And I thought that it just, it just went off without a hitch, you know. Certainly, there was a few moments, you know, that we're we're just we're doing it, so mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that we were like, okay, well, I forgot about that, but it it really it really went great, and and I want all of you to know that Eddie Van Adler played the drums like like he was playing for the Lord. It was little drummer boy. I, love I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I mean, you talk about I, he was he had, that hair going he had his hair like yeah. he liked it. He was on that kit, <laughs> and he played his heart out. That's awesome. I play my best for him. <laughs> well done, Adler. Really. Awesome, all of you. So thanks to everybody that was part of it. Uh, they'll do it again next year, and and hopefully it'll be even bigger. But um, what an incredible experience! Uh, Sixteen minutes past. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Twenty-two minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. So uh, on that note, uh, it it, we, it continues. I'll be in Demopolis, Alabama, this Saturday night. Uh, Stand in the Gap Men's Rally at Demopolis. This is a free event, uh, and if you want to be part of that, go to rickandbubba.com. 
under upcoming events. And don't forget the real Greg Burgess to judge the Alabama Wildlife Cook-Off uh, at the Talladega Super Speedway. The real Greg Burgess be at Talladega eating wild game, baby. Eating some strange stuff, I'll tell you. It's That's pretty good, though. Coming up. get creative. Yes. Yeah, it's good. It's just, you know, a lot. Well, I learned the you first time, kind of like we did at the biscuit eating thing. Yeah, don't just eat all of it when they bring it out because they're bringing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just sample it. <laughs> yeah, because if you're eating everything that comes out, and that's a lot of samples. Of Boy, it is a lot of samples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's on yeah, that's on Leap Day too, huh? Yeah, so be careful. Right. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> get to see the new garage it? area that they built. You know that they the, yeah. the fan experience have come yeah. out. It's the first that's time I've been really since nice. they built that. The so. um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where 366 days this year. So we, we yeah. get an extra day. Oh. Don't get me started on trying to figure that out. Russell will be here with the track on Thursday and bring some food. and right. bring some snacks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so go see Greg, and then down in Demopolis, I'll be there, and, and the all that's under upcoming events. And uh, March 2nd, Read Across America, uh, teachers, be sure and go to rickandbubba.com under events, and you'll click on March the 2nd. Uh, and just uh, enter all the information that we need there so you'll be part of the world's largest classroom. And then on Monday, when themanchurch.com goes live, that night, we'll be kicking off that discipleship strategy at Pleasant Grove, uh, First Baptist Pleasant Grove. Pastor Les Hughes, friend of the show, I'll be coming in there, and they'll be doing the system and be kicking that off. And, and there, there's some other opportunities to see that on upcoming events, too. Just look for cities near you. All right, so um, I, I got up um, on Sunday morning. It was one of those things because Sherry had, had spoken at, at a, a women's event Friday night. Uh, I was there for the Pursuit Men's Conference. And uh, we we all we both got back together Saturday afternoon. Both got home and 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 I will just tell you this: by eight thirty that evening, Mister and Missus Burgess were sound asleep and gone. <laughs> so uh, so I was uh, I was like um, uh, so I get up Sunday morning. You know we're getting up, getting ready to go to church, and I start seeing all these texts from y'all about mm-hmm. about the Tyson Wilder a Fury Wilder fight mm-hmm. and at one time I thought I had seen a, a modern day miracle <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought to myself well the miracles this weekend just continue yeah I, I thought I, I thought that it, it looked like one Bill Bubba Bussy had stayed up and watched the fight mm-hmm. but I understand quick he, he corrected that quickly no, yeah. no no I got up early and just started seeing the highlights I thought, yeah. I, I thought well he's the, that, that would have been one more miracle from the weekend <laughs> it would have been so uh, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see any of it mm-hmm. I, I had no chance <laughs> Look at Fury coming in there. Yes, yeah, but throne. I heard y'all text Patsy Klein. Greg, yeah, it's the background music. What? Yeah, crazy, crazy about Patsy Klein. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I, I saw all your texts that their entrance to the ring took a half hour for everybody. Hey, oh, at least I think uh, ten fifty five Central is when that they were ready. It's like all the other fights were off. They had given them the countdown of hey, here's when you're coming out. And I think that's when they started, and it. And I thought, well, man, this ain't going to be too long. This is this is good. You didn't realize it's going to take. And them it took a good forever hour. for them to come out. Uh, is this it, is Wilder. Here. Wilder is dressed as a transformer. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what. What, that what in is. the world is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the he entrance. has no idea his eardrums about to be burst. No, no, he doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't, Rick. So, I'm not sure what that get up he's got on. Is. He kind of looks like um, Groot. Yeah, he does. From I am that. Groot. Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like Groot, like I, a black Groot. I yeah. Am, I am Groot. You know, Rick, we talked earlier. Of course, you know me. I, I mean, that's fine. I like it. You know, bigger the better. Let's all have fun with it. But yeah, I like when it Tyson up. would come in with a towel with a hole cut in it around his neck and take it off and beat the crap out of somebody trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was that was those <laughs> were the days, Greg. He didn't wear socks. He yeah. had no socks. 
He had no. a towel with a hole cut in and you with got, his head stuck. Yeah, those days are gone, Greg. They and, are. Hey, oh, you, boy, we've took it to a new level here. Yeah. Hey, and, and you got you got in bed with plenty of time left because Tyson's fights only lasted about 20 seconds. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of people quit watching because yeah. they, they'd rent these pay-per-views or whatever, and it, it wouldn't go any time. Do, yeah. do you think when his eardrum was burst and they were doing a TKO, they felt silly about having that <laughs> I was thinking Probably. that same thing. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You don't you don't put that back on and walk, you don't put that back on and walk out with it, do you? No. Well, it might hurt your ear now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, they uh, man, that so, that's quite a punch to bust your eardrum. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, well, I heard all this. That's were, two big guys. Were, yeah, Fury, oh, yeah. were, were Fury? Were both both of them I saw put weight on, but Fury said he he wanted he wanted he put on like thirty pounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, to have a little more punch. Yeah. Well, you know, like the guys that were calling, I watched the highlights of it this morning because I, I just I just couldn't drop eighty bucks on it. I know nah. that sounds. So, I was watching the, on YouTube. They had you know, the highlights, and the commentators making a point how Fury's leaning on him. They said a big mm. body leaning on you oh, like yeah. that it just oh, wears yeah. you out, even if he's not hitting you. Just you're just holding him up. Mm-hmm. Well, Bubba made the point. You know, usually when Deontay Wilder boxes someone, he is by far the biggest person in the ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now he's got somebody that can push back, punch back. Same size and really a better boxer. A uh, really good yeah. as far as boxing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know that. That's what all the experts. No, he's a say. good technical. Yeah, boxer. Yeah, Wilder. You know, was kind of the home run hitter. Had the big punch, mm. knocked a lot of people out. Uh, everybody's um, ever faced it. Yeah, except well, for he knocked Fury down the, the last time. He didn't knock him out. But but mm-hmm. that's the thing. He knocked him down twice last time. I thought maybe he would make that's adjustments it. this time. Oh, I and, thought he was going to knock him out early. And be that ready to prediction. go. Yeah, uh, and you know he's uh, he's from just down the road here from where the studio is so uh that uh, i i was shocked that he got beat that bad that quick i really was well, no, no, well think about how close he was to winning guys I yeah mean, he i mean he knocked tyson fury down for four seconds right. he's completely yes. out yeah 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 i mean think think about the let's come back adler because we're close to the break because i want i know adler what was watched it completely you watched it completely speeding. i did i did i went Greg, over to best you did not you didn't till this day no yeah till this day <laughs> i went over yeah. to best friend's house uh rumor yeah. had it that uh, at the fields that hey he's getting it scott's getting got scott's getting the fight yeah, did you give like, him any really? money towards it yeah huh did you, you, pay, did you pay, everybody everybody brought stuff did and you, all that did but, you pay some money <laughs> did you chip no in? i didn't Speedy, no. he wouldn't take it. Nobody did. No. He, he wouldn't just leave a twenty on the he counter. To do. When I heard you saw it, I knew you didn't pay for it. Well, no, no it's first thing did. I bring a two liter Coke. Yeah, yeah, Scott did. Scott paid for it. I know he hosted it. I bought a bag of it. chips and a two liter. Yeah. There you go. Do you yeah. feel like you've yeah. got to Italian food? Do you feel like there's pressure to give Scott more than you would normally give him because of what unfolded last week? Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a little bit. That's the joke amongst all the buddies of mine now. They're like, they're wanting to come in. Like, why am I not? Why am I not best friend? Right. You know. Yeah. You went on far with that. Well, I did. I panic. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. All right, we're talking about the fight over the weekend. Adler will join us here in a minute too. He saw it. Speedy saw it, um, and uh, the rest of us uh, just are getting information from them and others in the in the news coverage. Hey, I do want to talk to you about this. Um, uh, outside of your home, your car, truck, or SUV is probably uh, the most important thing that you own. Is there anything worse? You don't realize how how, how dependent we are on that automobile to, hey, baby, she's down. And uh, and then all of a sudden, if your automobile does have something go wrong and you realize the manufacturer's warranty is over uh, and it's not going to be covered under your car insurance because it's just a, it's, it's an issue me- mechanically, you're like, hmm, uh, hey, I'm in a bind now. But you could – Get the Affordable Protection Plan 
from CarShield and not worry about that at all. Save you thousands on covered repairs, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. Uh, you choose your plan, your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They offer 24-7 roadside assistance, too, and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. You know, no extra charge for that. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers, so drive with confidence knowing you got coverage from America's number one auto protection provider. Whether you have 5,000 or 150,000 miles on the vehicle, they can help you. Call 1-800-CAR-6000. Mention that code Bubba. Uh, and you'll get 10% off. Or when you go online to carshield.com, use the code Bubba. Save 10% as well. You can also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. So uh, talking about the fight, uh, it, was a, it was a lot of pomp and circumstance. If I, if I have it all, uh, all right, uh, it, it appears that Tyson Fury hit Deontay Wilder so hard in the side of the head that it burst his eardrum, mm-hmm. uh, affecting his equilibrium. And uh, his his corner finally thought he was at such risk they threw in the towel. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and if you look at some of the scores the judges had up to that point, Fury was winning that fight hands down. Adler, were you surprised? I was very surprised in how dominant mm-hmm. Tyson Fury was. Guys, I didn't realize this, though. And this is when I started to, to worry for Deontay Wilder. Um, the last time they fought, uh, Tyson Fury was only three months Kind of back into healthy life, you know, and not yeah, he not had a bad training, battled on, depression, and three alcoholism, yeah, and all yeah. kinds of stuff. He was only training back into his this seriously three months for the last oh, fight. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, and I'm I, I heard that on a podcast coming back from the men's conference, and I'm like, great oh, job. Wait a second, mm-hmm. wait a second. Here, well, this you know, might be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, Wilder knocked Fury down in the last round, almost knocked him out. Um. And he needed to do that just to get a draw. So Fury, you know, knocked him down twice. Yeah, uh, but I mean that last one was. Oh, he was out. Was, he was out. I thought it was over. So, you know, uh, you, you knew that that Fury had the physical ability to to go toe to toe with Wilder, which m- most people don't. By the way, yeah, he's, right. he's a very large yeah, man. He is. <clears throat> very large. But uh, Fury is a beast. Uh, Wilder's normally not looking up at somebody. He's right. Not, not six seven. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and Fury's six nine. Yeah, yeah. Six foot nine. He's and at one man. time he was four hundred something pounds. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The putting on the extra weight. Both of them did. They both felt like they wanted to have more power this time, didn't they? And, and undoubtedly, yeah, he did. He really did. You could you could see it too. Fury. I was talking with the guys in the kickoff hour. Fury is six nine, two hundred seventy something pounds, and he moves like a cat. Yeah. He slips and jabs. And I mean, he the dude is slippery. Goodness gracious! So, do you think the best man won? No doubt, no doubt. You gotta you gotta box with this up here, guys. You gotta mm. box with your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta use your <laughs> mind in there. You gotta be smart. And Deontay Wilder, he was in in the uh, in the like you know press conferences leading up to this. He's like, I'm gonna knock him out in the second. I'm knocking him down. I'm knocking him out in the second. Fight's gonna be over. And you could kind of see that effort take place in the second. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're Tyson Fury, you know that that's coming. You're going to adjust your game in that round, survive that onslaught, and then it was it was lights out, like you said, Rick. Once he got hit in the, with that eardrum, and I saw y'all when you see blood yeah. coming from someone's ear, oh, it's just a not bad good. thing. It, it wasn't bad. like a cut earlobe or something. It's like the inside yeah, of his no. ear was. Full of blood. Oh yeah, and yeah. and it's like they would have to dip inside the ear and try to get it all out between rounds. And look at just, that right there. Oh yeah, it was insane. But after being somebody that hasn't watched all his fights, I wasn't sure what to expect. 
but I was with the crew, and a lot of the guys had. Every one of them they have been watching, they're like, this is so not him. Ever since he got hit, he looks totally different. Now, I don't know if he had a one or not, but you're right. It's just like his, fight, le- yeah. his legs were like noodles, and it's just he was just – was, you could tell he didn't have his balance or anything. Mm-hmm. I, there, there was one clip too, Rick. I don't know if you saw it at the end. After they have thrown the towel in, and and Wilder is asking his oh, guy yeah. in the corner, "Why did you throw yeah. the towel?" Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard about so, that. And, and he's trying to tell him, and Wilder can't hear him. You see him turning mm-hmm. his head yeah. back and forth. Yeah, right. He yeah, said, right "Why did you throw the towel?" Look, he's trying, and you see he can't he can't hear what he's saying. He keeps turning back and forth, trying to hear. Right. And up until that point, somehow. Uh, Deontay Wilder had survived so yeah. up until that point. Somehow, you should, I, I kept thinking, "All right, this is it. This has got to be the last round." <laughs> yes. I'm texting uh, Dave, for, the guitarist from uh, church, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, "This is the last round." Ooh, oh, ooh, yeah. oh no! And uh, it, it was it was pretty close to uh, the end at that point. But so, somehow he kept he kept going, kept surviving. But he was on the ropes the uh, a good bit of the time. And then the what really did it? You could see his corner, see him. He got pushed yeah. into the corner. Mm-hmm. And when you when you when you're in the corner, you got nowhere to go. And he just took some big blows in that corner. And I, I got to give props to Deontay Wilder's team when they threw in the towel. That was the right thing to do to pre- protect the okay. fight. That was my next question. Do you think you they want did the to right fight thing? again Ooh. another day? Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hey, and, and this this will draw big money for round three. Yeah. Well, you know? you and go. it's Wilder's choice if they fight. He's got 30 days to implement that clause. Yeah, so. yeah. And then I don't know what uh, the time limit is. Is it a year or something before Probably. they'd have to fight? I don't know. But the rematch clause, I didn't even, re- I re- I didn't even realize. I'm, I'm pretty new to this boxing world. I don't watch very mm-hmm. many boxing matches. So this was a totally different thing to me. I don't wanted to watch it beginning to end. But you guys, y'all mentioned some of the early fights, Speedy. Y'all even changed the channel during some of the early fights. I, I'm really surprised they didn't have a better put together I mean, card. You know, I, you know, for this big you. of a fight, it was fight. really yeah, boring. I can't, I can't go through all that. Very yeah. boring. The, or so was see, this all they had to give? Right. And boxing's never been like UFC. They'll give you a full card with a main event. Uh, boxing's always okay. had the undercards were yeah. never that good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, like Apollo Creed fighting somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not know the <laughs> name, but I thought it might just might be a better match. A good match. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like Helmsley said, maybe that's the state of boxing right now. Maybe they all they had. But boxing, as Greg says, always had that reputation of our main event is a true main event. Everything else prior to that, a warm up act. Yeah. Did Wilder think on that first knockdown he got pushed or something? He thought he got complaining because he got got tripped or or slipped. He's like, man, come on. Yeah, Yeah, but that that was that shot there in that ear. Woo. Damn. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And some people are saying, like, that. Was that an illegal shot? But I, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. You're not supposed you to punch. You can't hit below the belt. Yeah, you can't hit below the belt. But, but you, up, behind, up. like behind the head, that that especially if your your opponent is facing you and you're facing your opponent, how can you call that an illegal shot? Rabbit punch. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it may not score with, with the judges, but it's yeah. a legal hit. But uh, the the <laughs> speaking of Rocky, speaking of Apollo Creed, it, I felt like I was watching a Rocky movie with yeah. those entrances. I'm like, this yeah. is the most over the top mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. Deontay Wilder comes out and he looks like Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm like, what's going right. on? Yeah. And then he was in, and then for like kind of Black History Month thing, he was invoking these images of Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, Greg's favorite mm-hmm. rapper. Yeah, right. So Greg, you, you mentioned him. Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, and you're throwing in Nipsey Hussle. He was in the montage. She <laughs> was, was in the montage. It was. It was. And it, it, it made the it made the loss even worse. By the way, it, it, really it just did. it just yeah. sounds strange <laughs> to say that the heavyweight champion of the world's from Britain, though. We had uh, what. Uh, 
What yeah. was the other one? Uh, Lennox, Lennox Lewis. 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 Yeah. It was on but the it's, it's been a while back for him. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a rapper that is doing a version. Remember Nipsey Russell, the comedian we were all growing up? Mm-hmm. So did. he's called Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, and he got shot and killed. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. 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 Remember, we had yeah. that story a week or two. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. know who it was. I know. The, the, um, You're right. Yeah. Now, and you were talking about, now, Wilder, like, I know, like you were talking about during this time, now, he had some kind of issue where something involving marijuana and everything. Too. Who was that? Uh, it's Fury. Fury. It, one of them, I knew one of them had a marijuana issue when during, during, here, not that long ago. Fury, I, I, see, I don't know about that. I know that Fury had the whole bout with like alcoholism and yeah. drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. He was the heavyweight champion of the world back in 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had to relinquish that because not fighting. Didn't fight for three and years. And failing yeah. drug tests. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, somebody emailed me and wanted to, uh, wanted us to discuss was the song. That D Smoke is this rapper. I, yeah. I'd never heard of him, but he rapped. D Smoke. He rapped in front of uh, Deontay Wilder as he came out. So came you, out. we talked about That's Tyson awesome. Fury being on the throne here. Tyson what? Fury being on the throne, coming out to the Patsy <laughs> Klein's crazy, which is just and <laughs> then <laughs> so funny. And then you had Deontay Wilder come out to a rap song mm-hmm. about uh, black everything. And it's yes, like everything. Black was. Habits by D Smoke is the name of the song. And somebody emailed me and said that was that was racist. The 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 song goes like. You know, black tucks, black chucks, talking about tuck, Chuck Taylors, mm-hmm. everything black. Black habits, black medicine, black love, everything black. And, and you had the rapper holding his hand up in the, in the sky and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What is y'all's thoughts on this? Is that racist or is it now, okay? Listen, well, all week, all week in the, the press conferences leading up to this, there was a, and Joe Tessitore asked it a couple times or several other people, they tried to make this into a race thing, and Fury wouldn't bite. He said, look, this is not a race. Y'all talking about yeah. black man versus the white man, it's not about that. Are we ever gonna it's get about that? two athletes that are in their prime going toe-to-toe. Yeah, come on. I have full respect for Deontay Wilder and everything he's done. He's a champion. The way he handled because he was the one that had to handle the question. Nobody was asking Deontay that. Yeah, I, yeah well, I, I, mean, I, I can't speak. That. I don't know enough about the song and, and all that. But to me, it, that almost feels childish. It was. I mean, there, there's not there's no race element to this this match at all. Yeah. Well, I had a ton unless, of unless, unless you just w- have to make it one. Unless yeah. you yeah, want can, it. Can we ever get to yeah. the point ever? I mean, that where a person who happens to be Caucasian and a person who happens to be African American are competing in anything that we cannot make it a race thing. Yeah. I mean, at some point, For real. I mean, haven't we? I mean, can't was we? Tyson's camp trying to? I mean, Wilder was his camp trying to use that as motivation? Maybe I think so. I, I yeah. guess so. I know that watching it live, it might have just been the TV setup we had. You couldn't really yeah. hear him <laughs> rapping. All you could hear was black. That's all you could hear. It's like da 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 black black. Right. You know, that's really all you could hear. I couldn't catch the lyrics. So, isn't Deontay Wilder just the world champion? Boxer who who lost a title who match is incredible to incredible another yeah. to, to, yeah. to the to the best contender. That suit, by the way, cost forty thousand dollars. That black suit, he looked awesome. I will say, he did look awesome. <laughs> Eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show, uh, talking about the fight. Phil Waldrop up with us next, his book, Betrayal, uh, Overcoming uh, Betrayals in Your Life. We'll talk to him about that great book and a great uh, a great topic to talk about, so be standing by for that. Uh, Greg, you were telling me, and there's a caller standing by, too, talking about things from the fight, that he led the audience in American Pie. Yeah, Rick, and I'm not talking about one verse. He, he went at least two two verses, two courses. Tyson six. Fury sings American Pie, comes out to Patsy Cline, and yes. then sings American Pie when it's over? He, you know, he announced, you know, I said I would sing because he's known for that. I, I didn't know that. Not. I'd seen footage of him singing to his wife, the 
the theme from Armageddon mm-hmm. by Aerosmith one time in the ring. Excuse me? And how about this? Me and him talked about it. He's not that bad a singer. Wait, hold on. Rick, for a, you're talking for about, a fighter. You're talking about the Gypsy King. That's right. That's exactly Rick, what I'm I don't know about. why he picked American Pie, but, but he did. When okay, they start yeah. talking I, about I know the, 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 Now, listen. crazy, I understand that because they watch me. I'm crazy. I yeah. Know. But I mean, the which I wouldn't pick Patchy Klein as my walkout song. But no. But I mean, why American Pie? What does I, that even mean? I don't mean? know. I don't know why he went with that. And, and look, he's not. Like he's Rick not going. He's not going to win American Idol, no, I okay? No, I but I will say this: I wish I could stand in a room and there's do this whenever I wanted to. So he can carry it. Yes, absolutely. No, that was the. Uh, I, that's shocking to me. I don't even know what it means. I don't either. Uh, now a lot of people. And you kept waiting on him to stop. stop. He, he kept going. <laughs> I keep seeing this footage, and and Martha's going to touch on it. it, it Martha, go ahead. Hey, then. Good morning, guys. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, no, we, I was watching the fight. I got it and had family over and all that stuff. Watched the entire, all, you know, pre-show, all that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and these guys will not quit hugging. I mean, what is about the love that they're giving each other? I thought they were supposed to be fighting. And then all of a sudden, in like the sixth, middle of the sixth round, mm-hmm. he leans into him and starts literally licking his neck. Yeah. And I'm like, make out fest. Yeah, well, I mean, he wanted that blood. He, he had some blood it, on I mean, his shoulder. Crazy. Did he really lick it, or was yes, he just no, pretending no, no. to? Uh, uh, yeah, like, slow motion. Is oh it it looks like I thought he was pretending too, and then oh looked my. like he might have touched his neck a little bit oh there. My he, he, well, does, he said he wanted to taste blood. Prior he does to it, this tongue did. wagging thing all the time, so you can't really sure. tell if he <laughs> yeah, was licking or just the angle of it. Yeah, he's crazy. If he thought it'd give him an advantage to lick his neck, he'd do it. There ain't no doubt. Yeah, there was blood all over his neck from oh, the eardrum, too. Yeah, yeah, good idea. pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. Licking people's blood, I think, in general, is just not a good thing. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, yeah. that's, Tyson buying the ear off we thought was bad. Yeah, let's not yeah. forget that happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it Elisa? Elisa, welcome to Rick and Bubba. <clears throat> hey. Hey. It's actually Melissa, but that doesn't matter. Oh, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, go ahead. So I just thought it was interesting when somebody said they couldn't really understand what the rapper was saying when he walked in, and I could understand. And right before they got to the ring, one of the things he said was "Black Jesus," yeah. which I thought was interesting. That's part of the song. We all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, look, I got I got news for everybody. Jesus, uh, when God became a man, he became a Jewish man. Kind of end of su- kind of end of subject there. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever whatever category you want to put a Jewish man in, then feel free to do it. But I mean, uh, that Jesus was was not from the the continent of Africa, uh, and, and it doesn't matter. He, he also wasn't Caucasian and European either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and, it, and the it, skin color ain't really got anything to do. Hey, the right. fact that God yep. became a man. Let's focus right there. If yeah, we could exactly. Yeah, and, 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 right there. And if we want equality, and we want to get get rid of all this inequality then go to the foot of the cross that's where everybody becomes equal yep. and equal need of redemption and nobody gonna strut into heaven i don't care what you and, and and your struggle is not gonna make you any more loved by jesus than someone else's struggle mm-hmm. uh, everybody is in the same boat when it comes to redemption period um so anyway uh, uh are you glad that uh that, that that you rented it uh i know i know speedy you were glad to see it. you didn't have you didn't have to rent it so that was helpful well but, but uh, you know I'd because like we leave a 20 on the well because we're on the senior citizen <laughs> schedule yeah, uh, yeah it was it was tough to to go over what time and and, and i'll tell you this everybody there was the same way we, we're all looking at each other like how in the world are we going to stay up for this you when, know when you um, lay off when it was over what time was it? uh i think i got home a little after right around 12 1205 Something like that. When's, so, the last time, when's the last time you've seen the one and the two together? Ooh, it's been it's been a while, and I struggled all day yesterday because of that. Yeah, 
Ed, are you glad well, you found me in a ditch uh, somewhere? Or did you glad you took this out of your fight budget? I I, I am. Oh, that's right. It goes it, I wanted to watch because it's what I do. I wanted to watch the production of it. I wanted to see how they set this up. I wanted to see the early fights. I wanted to give boxing a chance because I I really don't give boxing. Hey, buddy, very you much. made that very clear. And um, you think the, the other fighting is better? You've made that very clear. I'm about to talk a little bit more about it. Go ahead. I'm so you, sorry. Look, I'm so sorry. In case anyone wonders, and I would never say this to a boxer. Here we go. Never ever Here would I go. say this to a boxer. This is Eddie Van Allen. A boxer may be listening right now mm-hmm. or watching. But if you watch some, especially the early fights, what, I, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the, the big main fight. That was a that I, I wanted it to be more of a fight, but it was kind of a butt kicking. But that's besides the point. This the sport of boxing compared to the sport of mixed martial arts. Here we go. It's like it looks like pillow fighting. And there it is. That was Eddie Van Adler. Eddie Van Adler. I will so say some this. of you boxers don't jump us in the hall out here. And right. Show Those, your skill. All of you, they're going to wait out. Eddie Van Adler. All of you are going to have on your boxing gloves and punch Eddie Van Adler as he leaves today. <laughs> Let us get out first. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I don't think you can bust mm. the eardrum pillow fighting, but yeah. <laughs> Why don't we say, do a test? Why don't we <laughs> hit you with a pillow? And then hit you with, with a boxing, boxing glove, glove and okay, see right. see if, how you feel after that. It's just weird. I'm used to I'm used to four ounce gloves. I'm used to goes. I'm used to leg kicks, takedowns, uh, jujitsu on the ground. What about the I'm size and the power of the punch? I, look, the heavyweight fight was amazing. It was it, that was amazing. All right, I got to ask you this: Do we now? Because I'm running out of time. But it's important. I thought about this over the weekend. Do we now, when you do the would you rather, do we now move to Tyson Fury? Would you <laughs> well, rather take a punch from Tyson yeah, Fury? You know, Neither one of them good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Do we now move it? Are we talking eardrum? What are we talking? <laughs> right. Both of these boxers, I think, have done a lot for boxing because people know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to them, I, I had no idea yes, that's in the names. Time. Yeah. Who, who was running? So uh, they they are good for the sport of boxing, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the first they time are. we've been interested in yeah. it, and who knows when? Oh, yeah. right. Well, they so said this was the biggest pay per view since uh, Tyson Lennox Lewis in a generation. This yeah. was the yeah. most See, heavily. Been a so these two yeah. fighters are great for boxing. They what are. what they were are. their payouts on this? By the way, I saw. I saw. They said guaranteed five million each, which was low, but they can make up to forty or fifty million off of on the pay per view. I heard that this morning, but to me that sounded low. Yeah, it sounds very low. I was I would assume both guys are walking away with you know fifty million. Well, they said or they could make that after, but it guaranteed five of each. But yeah. to your point, though, there's more competition now, so they may not pay out like they used to. When go. boxing was the, the, only, the only game in town. Yes, there you go. Would you bust your eardrum for five million? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sure. Uh, both of them. <laughs> and my nose. <laughs> Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Another hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 26 years now of Rick and Bubba. Thanks for your support. And uh, without you, we would have been gone long ago. Uh, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix today. Rick and Bubba University student Stretch Armstrong takes phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll get in some phone calls this hour. Welcome back, uh, Bill Bubba Bus. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part and joining us each and every day. Well, we've uh, we've had a great uh, friendship with Phil Waldrop uh, over the years. 
Uh, certainly uh, some great moments at the Gridiron Men's Conference. We talked about men's ministry and the kickoff of the manchurch.com coming up on Monday. Uh, the Gridiron Men's Conference is coming up again Father's Day weekend this coming uh, summer. It'll be in Huntsville this time, though, which is a, a, a new opportunity for those of you that may uh, be traveling from all over. So uh, those details we'll talk about briefly, uh, but mainly we're talking with Phil Waldrop uh, about uh, his new book, Beyond Betrayal, and Phil Waldrop joins us now. Phil, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Well, thanks, Rick. I'm doing great, and congratulations on 26 years. That's incredible. You guys must have started when you were, what, 10 yeah. or something like that? Well, in all fairness, <laughs> Bubba was 11. Uh, but then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a half a year older. Right. And, and our maturity level, we're about 16 right now. Yeah, so we're yeah. doing we're hoping to break oh, 20 that's on that. That's good. Uh, but, oh, that's good. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll at the end talk about, because we still got some time on the Gridiron Men's Conference, but I really want to focus right. – on your new book, and uh, it's called Beyond Betrayal. And I will tell you, Phil, we talked about this on the show just, you know, because, you know, we're marketing with you and teaming up with the Gridiron, and this has been part of your marketing with us this time. And you wouldn't believe the number of emails I got and said, "What? hey, what was that book you talked about, about betrayal? Yeah. I mean, it, it really flipped a switch with people in the audience. And, and this is a book about overcoming past hurts uh, and plus trying to learn how to begin to trust again. What, 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 why did you end up saying, Hey, you know what? I need to write a book about betrayal. What, 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 what spawned well, all this? Well, you know, 20 years ago, I went through a very deep betrayal. And most of the time we hear betrayal, people immediately think that it's an unfaithful spouse. And that is a betrayal. But for me, it was a guy who was very close to me. Was, he was a, a, a dear friend. And I learned that he was involved in some things that were immoral and unethical, not illegal, but immoral and unethical, and realized that how could, you know, how could a person do that, especially when you're working side-by-side side in ministry? Yeah. And even though, of course, he had to leave, it, it left a lot of scars because nobody told me how to process a betrayal. When somebody you love and trust turns on you, how do you process it? And so I wanted to help people not to make the mistakes I made, and learn how to come out on the other side stronger and better. So I know you talk about this a little bit in the book. It's not that you, I think a lot of people misunderstand when this topic is taken on, whether it's betrayal or forgiveness of any kind. They think that somehow we're trying to tell them that it doesn't matter what happened to them. That's not what you, and you make that clear right. in the book. It's okay to be upset about it. Well, sure. As a matter of fact, I think God gave us anger. Uh, you know, it's a gift from God. People think anger is always bad. Well, Paul said in Ephesians, we could be angry and sin not. Right. In other words, I think anger in a healthy way is something God gave us. Unfortunately, when we go through a betrayal, because we're so hurt and emotions are so raw, anger becomes something that's negative. And so I really want people to understand, if you don't go through the emotions, you're going to suppress them and you're going to start playing whack-a-mole, and they're going to start showing up everywhere else. Yeah, and then that's going to lead to bitterness, and you know who loves bitterness, and that's sure. the adversary. A little hate and discontent. Right. And, yeah, and bitterness will lead to revenge. You know, as Christians, we may not take out physical revenge on people, but we sure take out verbal revenge. And so when somebody says something about the person who betrayed you, and it's a good word, I mean, they just may say they look nice today, and you just feel this need to destroy that person so you verbally attack them and until you uh get past it you're you're going to live very bitter you're not going to be happy and you're going to be very isolated well you talk about one of the things it, it was interesting how this this came up 
you know, we're on the Wednesday Bible study here, we're going through the Gospel of John, and we just finished Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. And right. you know, one of the things that, that you, the commentary and you talk about in the book is, you know, we, we kind of skim over that going, well, that needed to happen. You know, Jesus was going to the cross. But this was a man right. that Jesus had put in his inner circle, and he was such a good actor the disciples had no idea who Jesus was talking about, and even let him handle the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so oh, totally. yeah. So, talk a little bit about remembering that Jesus Himself. You know, that's the reason why He came to go through all the things that we go through. Jesus knows exactly what this feels like. Oh, absolutely. And I tell people, you know, I think Jesus uh, actually went through some experiences so he could set a model for us to follow. Right. And take, for example, with, with Judas. John said early on that Jesus knew from the beginning he was the betrayer. So the betrayal did not come as a surprise to Jesus. But one thing I always thought was really interesting is after Judas went and betrayed Jesus, he he agreed with him in the sense that, well, I'm going to, I mean, agreed with the leaders, I'm going to betray him. He returned to the disciples. And as they were having what we call the Last Supper, you remember John said, Jesus got a towel and he washed the feet of the disciples, including the feet of Judas. No doubt. Now, Rick, let me be honest this morning. Let me be honest. I probably would have used the towel on Judas, but it wouldn't have been on his feet. Right. That, that, um, that, is, that is one of the uh, biggest moments to think. He didn't go over and say, oh, by the way, I'm skipping you. No, and he didn't take the towel and put it around his throat and try to choke him to death either. Yeah. You know, he instead, he kept loving him. He did. And, and granted... Jesus, you know, I tell people, I, I'm not sure I could do that. I don't think I could do that, at least initially. But I think Jesus demonstrated for us how you have to keep loving people even when somebody has hurt you. Well, you talk about, I mean, but, but, but you're right. In our human state, it's impossible, right. which is why we can't stay in our right. human state. I mean, we, we, we've got to be exactly. supernaturally changed by the power of the Holy Spirit and through our devotion right. to Jesus, who then changes us, because he, he does know how to do it, and only he can teach us how to do it. That's exactly right. And he sets the model, and it's something we need to desire to do. Uh, you know, I, I'm just being honest when I say it would be hard when you've been through it, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. I had to, It took me a long time, but I came to the place where I could love people again, and once again I, I could wash even the feet of people who had hurt me, and, and both literally and figuratively. But that is something that if you don't get to that place, you're going to be isolated and you are going to be bitter and you're not going to be happy. How did you do it, Phil? Let's talk about your specific situation. What, 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 is the, well, what, what encouragement can you give folks out there? Because you had to go through it. How did you go through it? Well, here was the lesson, Rick, that I find resonates with people, was I had thought for years that if I forgave my betrayer, I had to immediately restore the relationship. That's, oh, this is so important. Level yeah. of trust. So important. Right. That, uh, you know, and what I discovered was something very simple. You know, in the Bible, we're told to love people and, and forgive people and to trust God. But you know, nowhere in the scriptures does it tell us to trust people. Right. Because trust has to be earned. It's not something we freely give. It has to be earned. And what I discovered was I could forgive, which means I give up all my rights to revenge, and I don't allow it to obsess me. I, I release it. I let it go. But it also meant that I didn't have to immediately rest- restore the betrayer to the same level that he was before. And sometimes you need distance and you need healthy relationship. And when I understood that was forgiveness, 
then I was able to move forward. But until I was able to forgive, I was not able to move forward. Exactly. And I'm glad you made that point. I've been through some of this. I think we all do. I mean, if you've lived long enough, you'll go through it. And and there was since since it since there was forgiveness, there's almost this immediate. Well, then everything's back the way it was before. And I'm like, no, 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 no probably no, never no, back no, like no, it was no, before. It, it still matters. Yeah. Uh, and just because we have resolved our issue, and I hold no ill will against you, uh, we don't just pop back into our partnership the next day. Um, and no. uh, and I may never be in a partnership with you again because, as you said, trust has to be earned. Forgiveness doesn't have to be earned, but trust does. Oh, we lost Phil. Well, what a great, what a great. I think Phil would have said, "Hey, that's right." Yeah, yeah. I think Phil dropped the mic there. <laughs> so we lost Phil. But anyway, the book is Beyond Betrayal. Uh, and look, you talk about a topic that we all can relate to. We've 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 disappointed people ourselves, and we've been disappointed by people. Uh, and this book is so important. It's it's certainly available wherever books are sold you can get it at amazon or anywhere else beyond betrayal by phil walter rick and bubba rick and bubba you're listening to the radio revolution rick and bubba 21 minutes past the hour thanks phil walter for being with us Beyond Betrayal. We got links at rickandbubba.com under show notes, which will also include Phil Waldrop Ministries, the Gridiron Men's Conference. It, this year at the Probes Arena at the Von Brown Center, Huntsville, Alabama, uh, June 19th through the 20th. Larry the Cable Guy will give his testimony. David Jeremiah will speak. Steve Farrar, Josh Rebus will also be there. Charles Billingsley handles the music, and I'll be joining this team and speaking this year as well. And looking forward to that. If you don't have your tickets to that, all details are at rickandbubba.com. And we will have the manchurch.com curriculum there at Gridiron uh, to implement with any church groups or community groups that would like to implement that to discipleship strategy, all coming up Father's Day weekend this summer. All right, so Bubba, as we make our way back, uh, it's time to feel the burn. Feel the burn. How about the burn with a big win in Nevada this weekend? I mean, he doubled. I mean, he doubled up the nearest guy next to him, and he's he ran away with that. one. You talking about the socialist? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, the the and, communist, Rick. I'll take it that. Point. You know what? You're right. We need to stop calling him a socialist. Yeah. Ha, he, yeah. Anybody that thinks he's going to come and get our guns mm-hmm. and he's going to put in what what was his high. Uh, Tax rate he wanted it was oh. almost a hundred percent. It was it was in the eighties or right. more. Yeah, and, and don't forget <laughs> outlaw billionaires. That all makes that. a lot of sense. Just just like one communist. Hey, all fuel do away with all fossil yeah, fuel. Yeah, like twenty fifty. None at all. And, or thirty and, twenty thirty. And, and Elizabeth Warren said, "You're right, Bernie. We're going to invent something. We don't know what it is, but when we do, we're going to keep it in our country, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's going to be a million new jobs. Millions. Gosh, well, that, it's you, like it's like watching children yeah, play games. It's yeah. like we're playing pretend. We're playing house. Yeah. I mean, and the if the, you're just going to make things up, then you know yeah. one one proposal is good as the next. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, Burgess, uh, what is your <laughs> game plan? Well, I was thinking that maybe Superman could come down, <laughs> and then Superman. But, you know, I mean, what, what are we doing here? I mean, let's get in the real world, but. One commie leader always has respect for another commie leader, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and you know, really, I'll tell you this: Bernie understands communism because he's already told you everybody. All commie leaders have a summer camp. I mean, they got right. they, they've got a summer home now. Nobody <laughs> else gonna have one, yeah. but, but they'll have one. Yeah. So uh, so Rick, Bernie, look at that. Look at those Bernie numbers. is leading 40%, the way. Twenty percent for Biden. Wasn't it Biden second? Yeah. yeah. So sixty minutes interviewed the burn. 
And and I think even 60 Minutes was taken back a now, little bit by some of his comments, which yeah. is a stretch. Well, in this clip, well, you're going to hear some 1980s comments and then him defending uh, what he Those said comments, about yeah. uh, Castro. Uh, this is courtesy of 60 Minutes, about a minute long. Take a listen. Back in the 1980s, Sanders had some positive things to say about the former Soviet Union and the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. And everybody was totally convinced. Here he is explaining why the Cuban people didn't rise up and help the U.S. overthrow Cuban leader Fidel Castro. And he educated the kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. We're very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba. But you know, you got, it's unfair to simply say everything is bad. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? Even though Fidel Castro did it? There's a lot of dissidents imprisoned in, in Cuba. That's right. And we condemn that. Unlike Donald Trump, let's be clear. You wanna, I do not think that Kim Jong-un is a good friend. I don't trade love letters with a murdering dictator. <clears throat> Vladimir Putin, not a great friend of mine. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, what? Uh, what is the is pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what? So, so this is the famous. I did say that, but I didn't. You know, I, I, the, I don't, I don't think anybody in Cuba wants to hear you talk about the literacy program. Well, I know a few Cubans mm-hmm. that Bernie better stay in arm's length away from. I know that because they would punch him right in the nose. Oh yeah. Boy, our, our Spanish teacher oh, from college. Oh, my gosh. Good night. All you had to do was say Castro, and yeah. that was the day was over. Oh, I learned you it. you got a good speech on what it was like growing up in communist I, Cuba. Let me tell you something. I learned it, and Bubba yeah. learned it, and we just rotate back and forth. <laughs> hey, hey, today, we, we have, look, looks a little rough in there today. said, oh, one of us is going to bring up Castro. That's all we'll hear. Yeah. Ms. Ms. Suko, if I could, before we get started, uh, did you see that uh, Fidel Castro said, and then you just sit back? Yeah. Uh, and, she, and she would just go. She'd tell the whole story about her wedding dress being taken from her. If you hear her family being hauled off yeah. to jail, I mean, it was. Just, if you hear her talking about planning her wedding and that the soldiers came in and took her wedding dress, but just because they could. Right. Because, and Bernie was talking there about, you know, not rising up to overthrow. Well, they couldn't because they didn't have any weapons. That's right. You cannot overthrow you, a government yeah. with no weapons. You can't fight people with machine guns with spitballs. Right. Okay, it wasn't because don't they work. thought, Well, you know, this literacy plan he's bringing is pretty good. Yeah, so. I, I don't like Bubba said earlier off the air. Well, Hitler came in and said we got to change our whole society and make our country great again. I mean, and and, and I let the government do it, not not let the people do it. You know, anytime the government wants to be the answer to anything, and I say that, I don't care if it got an RRD by your name. When you tell me the answer to fill in the blank is the government, then I, that's a, Ronald Reagan said it best. I'm here from the government, and I'm here to help. That's the worst thing you could ever hear. And our podcast talked about this weekend, they've destroyed uh, education in this country. I, I hope everybody heard that this weekend. Mm-hmm. It, it was very, very mm-hmm. interesting and insightful, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I, I just I'm throwing my hands up. What are we doing here? Right. Well, what look, are we doing here? Yeah, the uh, you know the the government's role is not. I'll, I'll go this far. It's not the government's role to teach the whole country how to read and write. No, that's supposed no. to be the role of a community. It's what it was to begin with. Bernie likes uh, he he's he's. <clears throat> if you go, we, well, who was it sent us the video of the crew that went to Cuba and snuck in, and they did the. We're not going to show you what they show people. When they come right. because of the, uh, the propaganda, they're going to show you the real Cuba mm-hmm. and the ruin that it is in, the disarray it's in. They went to the store and it's an hour checkout. Yeah. And I mean, all they have is beans. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's beans galore, hmm. but it's one top and the shelf is just full of it. I mean, just the whole aisle is beans. So do y'all really want mm-hmm. a life where the government decides what's at the grocery store, not the free market? No. Is that's, that what y'all want? 
See, it's crazy for us to have come and have the level of living that we do, greater than anybody in the history of, of civilization. And then we are talking about going and doing the things Bernie wants to do to go back to to living the way Venezuela. Hey, it worked out good in Venezuela, worked out good in Cuba, it's worked out real good in uh, North Korea, uh, the Soviet Union. Soviet Union couldn't even make it happen. It collapsed. Right. And somehow China, mm-hmm. that's good. Right. See, you see what that brings you. It's we, I love. We got our viruses that destroy half the world every few years. Well, what's the deal with that? I'm going to step out <laughs> on a limb here. Okay. Oh, there he is. He's going down. You know, you're talking about a C student from Calhoun County. Okay, close to Birmingham, close to Atlanta, mm-hmm. near Perth. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> coronavirus I, free. But I do. But I do have. Well, we'll talk about that by the way when we come back. I, I, I'll hit you with this. I just kind of have a very. You know, I've been to Rick and Bubba University. I'm a professor there. Mm-hmm. Now. I just don't like trying things that have never worked. <laughs> What's next? Spring football? Pro football? Spring? <laughs> uh, is that the next thing? I mean, the next thing. Wait a minute, Rick. They're about to have week three. <laughs> have you seen, as a citizen, I'm not talking about the ruling class, Greg. As a citizen, is there anything about socialistic countries and communist countries that makes you say, I'll take a little mm-hmm. of that storm? Yeah, give me a pile of that. Right. Right. G- give, me, give me two spoonfuls of that. What about it? So, um, it's unbelievable that we're even having this conversation with Crazy Bernie. Guys, you know, he, he's loved communists for a long time. I mean, he had his honeymoon in Moscow. Do you remember how we just run you know, commies out of here on a rail? Oh, yeah. Ronald Reagan? Come on. Uh, we, had, we, we had him on the run, Rick. Bottom of the hour. Now we got one that's going to represent the Democratic Party. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Here comes the first phone troll of the day, first phone troll of the week. Lines are available at 866-WE-BE-BIG, and you can join us. 30 seconds of Bob will roll through a number of comments, questions, topics. A long distance, directly assistance, What we will not stand for is meaningless shout-outs or shameless plugs. That will receive an instant buzzer. Also, impossible to do anything like, uh, you know, baby predictions or anything like that during the phone troll. That is not what the phone troll is designed for. It's designed for rapid fire. I got a comment. I got a question. I want to get to Oh, here we go. So 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll start rolling through those quickly. Capterra.com slash Bubba. Every one of us who work in some type of business at some point need to find software. And, hey, that can be a party. My goodness, it's the software. Uh, but if you'll use Capterra.com slash Bubba, they simplify your software search into just a few steps. First, you can use their free resources and guides to pinpoint the problem, identify the software features that you need. Then you can filter options to find the right software, software for your industry, whatever you do. Compare them side by side, save them to your favorites. So you got a little short list there. And then you also look at their free in-depth software guides, tools, plus they'll give you over a million reviews from real users so you can see what other people's experience was like. Uh, all this is free, capterra.com. That's C A P T E R R A slash Bubba. That's capterra.com slash Bubba for free. You also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Lines are available. Roll them in. We've got uh, our friend Stretch Armstrong ready to go. Let's get started. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones to trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone troll. Adam, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, uh, yesterday I was on my way to Birmingham to sit for in the hospital. My wife tells me to ask my son who he's voting for, and he says and tries to give me a whole speech on why he's voting for Bernie Sanders, and I tried everything. What? He says it's because he hates 
Trump. But what? I mean, could you help me give me what? something to? I want to punch him in the face, but what? he's a kid. Well, you're, you're, how old is he? <laughs> how old he's eighteen. Oh, he's going to UAB. Nice. He's going off on his own. Oh, he can take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, I thought he meant like a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Let me, wait a minute. We were all thinking, don't waste your time with that idiot. He's going to do it. Greg's thinking about the punch. Yeah, right. Well, this is the one thing I would do. I would steal and hide his driver's license so he can't go vote. Um, I tell you, I, I, well, yeah. I, I, if he thinks he's voting good. for Bernie because he hates Trump, he actually hates America if he votes for Bernie. You know Greg, what I'm saying? Yes. Well, look at you. Amen. But that, eat that. Yeah, you need to you, look, <laughs> eat that. I, you split that up, Mr. Socialist. Hey, I'll take a poke at him if he comes by. Now, well, <laughs> it's just like this. It's just like this great idea of free school. It's a good point, though. And we mm-hmm. all love the idea of free school. The problem is the very uh, physics of economics say there are no free lunches. Don't worry. So what? What you do? And there was even some things out this weekend. Bernie wanted to raise the minimum wage. But then you also look at the tax increase that he was proposing. By the time you paid all that, you went back down to about $6 an hour. So it doesn't – Shell game. But it's just an absolute shell game. He wants to give you free college mm-hmm. but then raise taxes on people. Right. So when you get out of school and you start making money, then you're paying more in taxes, so you pay for somebody else to go to That's school. That's right. You're still paying to go to school. Not it's free. just a deferred payment mm-hmm. is all it is. Exactly. Who can take education? <laughs> Give it to you free. <laughs> all the Bernie men can. Thank you, Rick, for that song. Uh, Thank but, you. Look, sir, sir, you have to educate your son on socialism slash communism. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't understand what he's asking for. And, and Greg makes a great point. He needs to understand about America. Donald Trump will come and go. He's going to get four more years maximum. You start this turn towards socialism and the far extreme left in this country, and this place will go down the tubes, and Donald Trump will be long gone, and, uh, and, and, it, and it won't matter. This is much bigger than, than, hey, I don't like somebody's personality because I've been raised in a generation that thinks the ultimate goal is to be liked. Yep. Uh, and, um, and so uh, Look at Venezuela mm-hmm. as an example. Right. Venezuela was one of the richest countries in our hemisphere. They had a thriving oil business because they had investment from the U.S. and uh, and other countries, and they had a high standard of living. And you had this one guy come in there, slick-talking salesman, and he sold everybody on socialism, saying, look, they're taking all this money out. They're doing all this. They got the big houses, big car. Y'all are doing the work. You ain't getting paid. And so they voted in a socialist. He was actually a communist. He took over the oil refineries. He set wages, he set prices, he did all of that, and immediately everything started falling apart. Now, for a while, you can hide it. You can do a shuffle game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But before long, there were no wages because nobody was working, they wasn't putting out anything, there was no incentive to work hard. And then you start having things in the stores. You remember we had the toilet paper shortage. Toilet paper, feminine products. I mean, what in the world? A toilet paper shortage? Are you kidding me? Who can take your health care? Give it to you free. And then it it just will keep devolving into uh, gangs on the street trying to survive, and that's what they've got in Venezuela now. Before you know it, you're wiping with a corn cob. Mm, That's right. That is correct. You're back. Like you you said, we're going backwards. You're glad to find a corn cob. Yeah, because that's the way they used to do it. Who can take everything? Give it to you for free. You live, you live by one standard, but it doesn't apply to me. Bernie man can. Let me, let me tell you what you need to do. All kidding aside, here's what'll work. With, here's what'll work with your 18 year old. And this will work. I don't know your situation. I don't know your situation. But I'm guessing at 18 modern day. 18 modern day means 12 back when back when people actually knew how to get after it. Okay. 
you know, a thirty-year-old is now an eighteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if it's it's all it's like we've you know we've digressed. Mm-hmm. But here's what I would say: if he's eighteen and he wants to vote for Bernie, if you want to turn him into a conservative really really quick, cut off everything you give him. So, okay, we'll, set we'll, his hiney at the street. Set, set him it's at the like, curb. Good luck eating tonight. Set him at the curb. Let him mm-hmm. get a job. Let him see what taxes are like. Cut his cell phone let, off. Yeah, let him see what it's Take like. Take your car back. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then let him know what Bernie's tax rate's going to be for him. Get him out there and make him live in the real world. People who vote for socialists don't live in the real world. No. Uh, now, there's some people that do, and I, I can't explain why they would do this. I don't know if it's some sort of guilt inside or they, they think this is going to be – bad at math. They're gonna, it's going to be some magic pill or, yeah, maybe they just don't know math or – or anything, but you know, I, I will say that socialism has one thing going for it. It's an easy sell to the ignorant masses. Yeah, absolutely easy sell. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're Santa Claus. You stand up there and tell them they're going to get everything they want, and it's not going to cost them anything. Well, yeah, I'm for mm-hmm. that. Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or tell tell. But you, the problem is it don't work that way. Right. Put your son to work, but you know, tell him to start paying for his own college. Tell him to start paying for his own everything, and you'll, he'll magically turn to conservative. Put him in the real world. Uh, we continue, and, and, and you know you need to uh, educate him on socialism. Uh, we continue, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, let's go to um, uh, PragerU has a lot of good stuff out there on socialism, oh, so much. on what happened to Venezuela, oh, yeah. what happened to Russia. Just walk him through any of that. Yeah, he loves Instagram probably. Make him follow PragerU on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. He'll be educated quick. Matt in Panama City, thanks for your patience. Go ahead, 30 seconds. Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. They've tried socialism all over the world, and everybody's tried their flavor of it, and it still fails, but yet somebody says it'll work. It's like putting a square a square peg in a round hole. I know Eventually, it. you can beat it through, but it's sure going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mess. It's a mess once you beat it through there. A lot of splinters. Gulf Breeze, Sunny 105. Ken standing by. 30 seconds. Bring it, Kenny. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, Rick and Bubba love the show. And Thanks. Rick, I heard you recently at Olive Baptist Church. Thank you Appreciate very much. You. No, thank you. Hey, you know, I learned a long time ago in Brazil that the one question that will have to be asked during the campaign is, why would you try socialism and communism when it's failed everywhere else? And the answer they'll have to give, watch for this, is, it hasn't been tried here yet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard that oh, one. You're yeah. right. Wait till we do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. what, you're talking about over 300 million people? It'll be it'll be worse. It's actually easier to get closer to pulling it off if you have a small control yeah. group. Mm. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Wait just a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> you mean socialism doesn't work? <laughs> Can I? Who's Well, that free college, y'all don't want it? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's unreal. Unbelievable. <laughs> Does it hurt when you do that? No, not really. It hurts <laughs> my heart. Glasses on top of the eyes. Make it <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. The, uh, you, look, just you, crick- you know, you get your glasses crooked when you're doing it. The problem, too, when you, you look at socialism and communism, they, they try to meet people's basic needs. They go, well, we'll have, you know, medical care for everybody. We'll have this. We'll have housing. But they never take in, and this has been covered in speeches before, the fact that, that, that it, that humans have to dream. They have to have things they want to strive dream, for. Dream. They want, and you can't just make them a number and line them up and and just march them like robots. And that's what you end up doing. And it, without that dream, without that ability, without that freedom that that's built in our soul, the the human perishes. 
Well, it doesn't matter what their medical their and what kind of roof they got over their head. You you can watch that video we were talking about about Cuba, but you remember when our sister went to the the Soviet Union? She said, "You go to a restaurant." This one's still communist. You go to a restaurant, you can't even go out to get a weight on your no, or do nobody anything. Did nothing. You, how about this? Whatever you, you better once you get a pour of water, whatever you're drinking, you ain't never gonna see them again. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they're gonna make the same living whether they serve you well or whether they serve you poorly. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna change to Bubba's point. Nothing's gonna change. There's no motivation to get after it for what? Yeah. If I get after it, I get the same thing. If I don't get after mm-hmm. it, yeah. we all live in, in equal mediocrity. And, and when uh, when Bernie was talking about Castro and the literacy thing, he taught them to read, but they learned to read Karl Marx. <laughs> that's that, that's that, all they had. Look, <laughs> now you're talking about the podcast this weekend again. I want to. This is sure. When the government starts educating people, guess what the government does? They indoctrinate them into whatever they want them to to believe. Now look, the reason why your 18-year-old's a communist now, he's probably going to college. You cannot argue with the success of the free enterprise and free market we've had in the U.S. in a relatively short amount of time. Highest standard of living in the history of the world. Ever. Yep. Ever. 14 minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866 We Be Big is the number. So, as we work our way back, um, the, the young man should look at the, the email of the weekend. Uh, and the email of the weekend uh, for me was the when the, the news got out that they were going to take some of these people who have the coronavirus that have been in isolation on these cruise ships. And send some of them to be held in in uh, what's the word when you pull up, pull everybody and you don't let them out quarantined uh, quarantined camp yeah, at the right. old fort yeah at the old fort where we're all from oh the where old I fort still Mc- live old fort McClellan Anniston Alabama where mom and daddy go to church that's yeah, come right on there, old man old place you can't bring a bunch of sick people my mom and daddy's church <laughs> we're, we're, well they have a facility there Rick why do we want uh, this in Bama it's probably left over from some of the chemical yeah. training yeah. Right, uh, yeah, stuff center. they had right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we talked about this Friday. I mentioned it earlier. Um, this quarantine thing is really important to keep this from spreading. Mm-hmm. And the worse that this thing gets and is getting, the more dramatic the things are going to have to be to limit this. I mean, mm-hmm. some of it's going to have to be draconian. I mean, quite frankly, mm-hmm. it's going to be horrible. I know you're going to that word a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the only right. word I know to explain right, it. Right, yeah. uh, <laughs> So I mean we're 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 storing these or quarantining these folks at places all over the country that are set up to handle this. But we saw a video in California of a guy who walked out of one, yep, lied his way out of it, got out of right. it, mm-hmm. see, and then and we've also had people who got out and then developed the virus later. So they've even changed the the time now from fourteen days to like twenty three days that it can before it actually shows up. Mm. So. You know, we don't know what we're dealing with here, guys. We don't know, so we have to take extra precaution. And I'm just, for the life of me, I don't understand shipping them all over the country. Thank you. We're spreading the virus yeah, quicker. keep them in one area. Yeah, then it could spread naturally. Uh, I mean, really, to me, and I know I'll get boo birds and hate mail, but I, I mean, I would have carried them all to Guantanamo Bay and just kept them off the continent until they could walk out healthy and then put them right back where they were. Sorry, I mean, I, I hate to do that to people. 
But, hey, you've been to Wuhan, okay? Right. I mean, well, I don't know what else we can do for you. That's right. So We're not booing. We're just chanting Wuhan. Wuhan. But, you know, now you get you one. Rick, these quarantines are not 100% safe. And you get one or two people out, it's like now, well, you've just planted a seed of that virus now in that community. And it's, right spreading, there in Linlock. and it's spreading like wildfire everywhere else. So, so the, the update is, though, that, uh, the, you know, of course, like Greg said, there's a Senate race going on in Alabama, so every single person running for it claims they stopped it from coming in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've got every but politician it, state it. claiming but, they did. But anyway, Kay Ivey, the governor, uh, said that this was uh, premature. Because I, what I started getting was, all the the the, uh, the 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 politicians in our state, Holland, we don't know what they're talking about. What are they talking about? They're bringing it here. Yeah. Uh, President Trump said he didn't know about that. Yeah, and I, and I thought, well, something's going on here. But as it, just getting done. Yeah, from yeah. what I've gathered, <laughs> it's it was a backup plan. Yes, right. and that there has been no decision to send anyone to our beloved Calhoun County. Right. Uh, but the that uh, that 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 is a premature statement to say it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it certainly was being considered, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, what the the story I saw said it was happening. Yeah. Well, and, they figured uh, all them chemicals well, just keep out. Oh there. yeah, the well, they they have some facilities there, no doubt that could handle that. But mm-hmm. the point being, again, I don't know why we're planting seeds of quarantine people yeah, all over the country. Let place. me say this: keep them. That's the whole idea of quarantine. Keep them blocked off from everybody, which would even be better if they never came onto the continent. Too late now. Too We've late already now. got it. Dumb so, idea to bring them on the continent. Yeah. But here, but let's go back to this. See, we've said this over and over again. How many times, to Bubba's point, how many times, and we all know how efficient the government can be, mm-hmm. how many times has the exotic pet owner said, no, nah, I got everything in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, not, not y'all, y'all not in danger. They can't get out. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and then what happens? They're out. That's a good point. You know, but you know why? There's human error involved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and like we said, we know people getting interviews saying, yeah, I told them that I tested uh, negative and they let me go. Did you? Well, no. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get back home. You idiot. And, Rick, I don't know if you've seen the numbers on this. That You know, we usually think of flu and these kind of things uh, attacking the young and the old, but there, there's a lot of middle-aged people dying from this, too. And Are there really? Yeah. And our, the numbers we have, and trust me, they're not accurate, okay? Mm-hmm. We've got uh, over 80,000 people worldwide with it now, and uh, uh, over 2,500 2, deaths. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you want to really dig deep into this, now, he's going to scare you to death. Thank why you. he's doing it. Thanks. But Glenn Beck's special no, I, no, I can't on Blaze TV. I can't have Glenn. Glenn, I, Glenn's I'm, told me the world was over so many times. Well, I, I'm just going to tell you, and he's, Glenn, listen. You, Glenn, you always scared me. Well, no, he will. He will scare you. Glenn. But it's it's evidence. It's not based off hyperbole. or He's he's giving you a bunch of stuff that's happening that's real-life events. He's he's actually just about does this. It, yes, and does an interview with a physician, or not a physician, a, a Ph.D., uh, at a, that's being quarantined right now uh, because of he was his visitation to one of these countries, and it is so eye opening. Now, I, d- I would like to address this too. It's hard for me to take Glenn serious these days because he, he looks about- like the Colonel. No, he does. Okay, he does. He, does. he really and, does. And I don't know why his <laughs> staff won't bring this up. And maybe they have. Maybe that's the look. Glenn maybe he's care. trying out. Glenn doesn't care because it, we're all going to be dead. But I, I'm telling you this: this is not just a promo for Blaze TV. If you have not seen this special, it's about 45 <laughs> minutes. Doomsday back. It's about 45 mm-hmm. minutes, and it is one of the most eye opening things that I have saw last week. It did, was crazy. Did how Glenn, scared he scared me? Did Glenn cry? No. He did not. He did not. He's gotten come, better about that. I've watched him. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn, I'm proud of you. You're His not staff crying. is really well, on him about crying. He's not crying no, near no, as much as he used no, to. Not at all. 
It's very good. He's, and, gotten, he's gotten old and hardened. And there's a separate he knows the ten minute doesn't, doesn't look good. Correct. Right. Yeah, <laughs> ten minute interview with a uh, with a PhD. Both very eye opening. Well, wait a minute, Helms. You're my guy that that has a, a wife in the medical field saying, "Look, this didn't kill any more people I'm than any other flu." Well, Don't be. You were my. You were one of my little life rafts. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you. And and. He shows you video of them hiding, oh boy. hiding the things they're hiding Would over there in communist China. It is. It's eye opening. Would you have, call have it you eye opening? S- have you seen them taking people out of buildings yes. to put them in these? They, really, the way they they're counting on, to Bubba's point on the stats, <laughs> like an numbers. animal, well, yeah. like an animal. Well, yeah. You see, how it's hey, hit Iran. Iran. Oh, I know. Flying drones Italy. to intimidate people and talking to people over microphones. People just walking down the street and telling them to get back inside, and just, the whole <laughs> thing is just bizarre and scary. Do you realize too? At some Thanks point, lot. lost what, you now. What <laughs> our country could do to us if 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 we had a pandemic situation, either with this or something, whatever. Mm. I mean, there. You ought to go and look and research that on your own. I, I don't want to tell you because you'll think I'm. We I'm all nuts. saw outbreak. With oh, there's what a, they were about to do. Hey, there's mm-hmm. a series on Netflix called Containment that mm-hmm. was done like in 2014, 2015, and they basically set up a situation where this happens in downtown Atlanta. That's also scary. That's so close. Guys, why are y'all doing this to yourself? I'm scared to death. Just saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Greg, what would Robert Duvall say about Wuhan? They done it. They done it. Delivered. Done it. Delivered. <laughs> Call me a liar. Top of the hour. If you leave us, have a big day. Uh, if you got more Rick and Bubba, top of the hour break. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba Show is a federally protected trademark. We just thought you'd want to know. All rights reserved. It is six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Glad you're with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here for an hour. Stretch Armstrong, uh, ready to take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG, and we'll get to some more of those this hour. Welcome back for a brand new hour. It is Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for joining us each and every day. Bubba, I know that you know we 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 love Tim Tebow on this program. This kid is a gamer. He's a baller. And, He's uh, a any Tebow update, we're all in. We're all in. In case you didn't know, I got Tebow. He shattered the mold, and all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win games. Listen, I got Tebow. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, 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 he, all he does is unleash. So T-Ball, let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. play on Sunday. Unleash. So T-Ball, let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. I'm going to church Sunday. Run, pass, option. I think that's my game. I guarantee you that. I'm no Don Elliott. He's rewriting the book. Week in and week out. He's a unique football player. That's what Tim Tebow's all about. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shut caller. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shut caller. Unleash. Tim Tebow. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. On Sunday. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does Let's is win. together, one gentlemen. Game, one more win. All, all, all he does is win game. It don't rain on Tim Tebow. Let's all go with it. Everybody. Get Tim Tebow's on the rain. Come on. It don't rain on Tim Tebow. Come on. Get Tim Tebow. So 
we were discussing Tebow is working to try to get to the big show. He's working his way through the minor leagues, and we started realizing that we we actually had a tie to the show with Casey Smith without front hitting. Uh, we've been hearing uh, about this that um, you know, he's worked with many major league players. He played in the major leagues. Some of the ties to the show with Casey Smith, including turkey hunting with Gary the Bulldozer Man. Uh, yes. And and we we discovered that as Tim was preparing from last <laughs> season to this season to work on his hitting, Casey Smith worked with Tim Tebow to get him ready for this season. And Casey Smith joins us now. Casey, hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Fired up. Fired up. Hey, appreciate y'all having me. Hey, Casey. When you get done talking to Rick and Bubba, call me now because turkey season's almost here. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, we got. Hey, we got to get ready, man. Got to start scouting. Yeah, I know your your intro was very impressive, right to that point. Yeah, that was it. Well, how did you end up hunting with Gary the Bulldozer Man? Uh, so my wife is potentially the biggest fan of y'all's show, and so obviously, um, you know, listening to to Gary come on and and all the fun y'all have with that and. Um, I think she had messaged him on Facebook or something like that, and he actually wound up sending us a, a couple of the Spurmaster calls. And next thing you know, next time we were in Bama, uh, we reached out to him and wound up spending a little time in the woods together. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, that that that, hey, that that Spurmaster that, that's quite a call, isn't it? Hey, now that thing's impressive. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Just, I, don't don't tell too many people about it though, because Gary will get mad to me. Turkeys are dying. Hey, hey, listen, I told Casey, y'all talk about baseball. Quit talking about that call. <laughs> hey, I, I saw a picture of Gary from the weekend. Undoubtedly, he's tried to help. I guess maybe one of his grandkids. He hadn't coached in like thirty years of baseball. Gary he, is it, trying to help coach, and it, yeah, it, he used to coach baseball. Mm-hmm. And he and he got hit in the eye. I think his first time. Out. Hey, you can't even have nothing. You I mean, my first time out that. there, I got hit right in the eye. <laughs> So I, I think he I think he may need to spend a little more time in the woods and less time on the baseball I field because so. that's uh, yeah, a little dangerous to him right now. Yeah. Well, well, Casey, you know the Tim Tebow story is intriguing, and and I know that you know you certainly can't read the future, but I, I really I want to talk to you about what it was like to to work with him because he's he's an exceptional exceptional man, and we know that, and of course his devotion to his faith is all that's going to matter when we're said and done, but. But um, his work ethic, uh, is, is it everything that, that it seems to be? What was it like to work with him to improve his, his game? Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, that was probably the most impressive thing. Um, you know, when I first met him was, uh, you know, the, the person that you hear about, the person that you see, that, that's who he is. Like, there's no, there's no fake or front to it. That guy is, is incredible, both from um, a work ethic standpoint, a mindset standpoint, like – um, it's, he's probably one of the most impressive, you know, athletes in general that I've ever worked with. Um, his, his determination to do what he sets out to do is, is something I've never seen. So, um, you know, whether he gets there or not, you know, you know, we don't know, but, uh, the one thing about him is nobody's ever going to say he didn't try to work hard enough or, you know, give everything he had to it. Uh, and I'll actually, I'll, I'll share a little funny story about him. So, uh, to that point, you know, he's got, he got married this off season. You know, he went on his honeymoon. He had the night to shine. He's got all of his speaking engagements. And at one point, I'm I'm sitting there, and it's about one o'clock in the morning. I get a text message, and it's a video, and it's a video of him in his room in the Maldives on his honeymoon, taking dry swings in the living room of his like honeymoon suite. What? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
this guy is absolutely crazy, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you, you have to wonder, did his wife, did, does she know what she's getting into here? I mean, <laughs> Casey, well, look, so we, we want like, him to work hard, but isn't there a time to set the bat down for a little while? I think in the I video, what, hey, the, the next one would have been a, one of my wife trying to take the bat and break it over her knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, he he said that he was actually going down to the tennis courts, and she would go down and like work out, and he was down there like taking flips with tennis balls on the tennis courts at the at, on their honeymoon. So, like I said, that the guy he's unbelievable. Um, and it, as far as a person, you know, that's probably been the greatest thing for yeah. me is just is how genuine he is, sure. uh, how devoted to Christ he is. Um, you know, and, and it's just been amazing to work with him. So you've worked with some of the best, okay? And, and again, I'm not asking you to read the future. I'm, I'm just going to ask you to speak to what you know. Do you think, and there's so many things that have to fall into place to make it to the show, but do, does he have what at least, you know, there's a lot of great players, but you've got to at least be good enough. Do, do you think that he's good enough if all the things fall into place and can, can he potentially be major league level? Uh, I, I think he can, and and the reason I say that is, you know, even if you if you go back and look at some of his numbers in the minors, um, you know, think about this: his second full year in professional baseball after taking twelve years off, not swinging a bat, not seeing a pitch, he hit two seventy three with six homers in, in a shortened double A season. I, I know there's a lot of guys I know play baseball their entire life, played professionally, and they didn't hit two seventy in double A. Um, and last year, you know, I know he struggled, um, but you know, that was some of the things that we were trying to, to change from a mechanical standpoint this off season. But, uh, you know, even talking with some of the coaches that the power is unbelievable. Um, I mean, he grades out as high as you can get on a big league scale from a power standpoint. Um, you know, his mechanics are there from this off season work we put in, um, obviously he's a great athlete. So, you know, playing the field is, is not going to be an issue, I just I feel like if he can get comfortable in the box with what he's doing, stay confident, and and continue to see more and more bats, uh, you know he's got a chance. You know you just you can't ever say what's going to happen, but physically he's got the tools. And from a mindset standpoint, you're not going to find anybody that's more determined. So you, know, you never know what's going to happen. Talk a little bit about. Uh, Casey, this is Speedy, about his thumb injury and about how a lot of people didn't know how severe it was and what a freak accident that was. Yeah, so he's actually had two injuries. So the in double A, he broke his hamate bone, which was is that small bone in your hand where the knob of the bat rolls on your bottom hand. Mm-hmm. So that was what shortened his, his year in double A. And then last year, uh, he was in Toledo, Ohio, um, and it was like a rainy night. And this is the craziest thing. I've never seen this happen before. He gets like a, a hard, like one hopper to the outfield. The ball was wet and it kind of short hopped him. And when it did, it hit his pinky on his throwing hand. But the way the ball was spinning so fast, it actually grabbed the skin between his fingers and ripped it like somebody cut him with a knife. Hey! I mean, he got like, oh, it was, he sent me a picture and it was so bad that I, I thought somebody had like, like stepped on his hand running the bases. Mm. Um, I mean, it was, it was bad. And so that put him down for the rest of the year. But I mean, he had like 14 stitches or something like that between his fingers. Wow. Uh, and I never seen anything like that. So he was, you know, as soon as he could grab a bat again, it was like, all right, let's go. 
And I'm like, dude, you, you still got you still got stitches in your hand. And he's like, well, I can do dry swings with a wiffle ball bat. Like, we need to do something. Hmm. And so, um, you know, that was a little bit of a setback. But then this offseason, uh, you know, he's in really good shape. How he finds the time with his schedule yeah. to work out and all that, but he does. Uh, you know, he, he still gets it done every day. And right now he looks – um, from a physical standpoint, looks like a baseball player. I mean, he looks really, really good, looks loose. Uh, so I'm excited. Well, it's uh, it's going to be inter- interesting to watch, and I think the time management thing is was the biggest question, uh, you know, to talk about it. So if you'll hang on a minute, I want to ask you about that when we come back, and we'll talk about out front hitting, too, that you may be uh, hopefully eventually leaving Detroit. I know Detroit doesn't want to see you go, maybe moving – closer to us uh and uh, and making you know your organization available to people down down southway so we'll talk more with casey smith and we come back from out front hitting been working with tim tebow over the off season kind of gave you an update on that we'll talk more with him when we come back rick and bubba rick and bubba The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me We're back 22 knees. minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Casey Smith is with us from OutfrontHitting.com. Worked with Tim Tebow after last season, uh, getting him ready for, for this season and part of the uh, Tim's uh, latest you know, step toward uh, making it to the big show. And, uh, Bubba, I know you had a question uh, going to the break. You wanted to ask Casey, so go ahead. Casey, you had mentioned that uh, Tim is really looking like uh, – uh, a baseball player, and I kind of took that. We used to have a term uh, growing up called muscle bound, and that was a lot of yep. the, the guys who lifted a lot of weights were not really good at baseball and some of them basketball because of the way they were built. It just wasn't a smooth transition, I guess. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I think Tebow doesn't look like a lot of the major league hitters when he came into the league, but you're saying he does now. And is there something to that term or that – I don't know what the correct phrasing is for it now, but people that, you know, spend a lot of time in the weight room, sometimes that that doesn't translate well to certain sports that require, you know, a high skill degree. Flexibility, too. Right, right. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, so, you know, that was one of the biggest things in his swing – uh, you know, that I had I'd heard about and I'd seen was that, you know, guys are like, oh, it looks stiff, it looks tight, you know, whatever. And so uh, this offseason, bringing that freedom and that flexibility uh, to his swing was one of the things from a mechanical standpoint we were trying to do. And then, obviously, the guy is still freakishly strong. And, and I mean, freakishly strong. But some of the things he was doing in his workouts leading up to the season – are now he's he's more free, he's more loose. He's still big. I mean, the guy is still a monster, and he still looks like he could walk out on a football field and run over guys right now. But at the same time, you watch him take BP right now, and it's it's very effortless. He's got that freedom to the swing, which to me I think is really going to help translate, um, you know, against live pitching and in a bat. So uh, he looks really good. Well. Go ahead, no, you would. You, you I was going to say you're you're an in- interesting follow on Instagram at Outfront Hitting, and I see you working with a lot of people. What what do you think it is that clicked? What I mean, what did you see? Because let's just I, you don't have to say it. His swing was a mess before he got with you. So what, what did you see? Um, well, so the biggest thing I talk about is I want guys to be athletic. So what is Tim Tebow? Tim's one of the best athletes on the planet. Yeah, you're starting off pretty good there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like, well, okay, let's let this guy be athletic. So the biggest thing for me was just getting him into a better position to hit from to allow his athleticism to come out versus trying to force mechanical things to happen. It was, you know, hey, let's let's let you be athletic, let's let you be free, and let some of the things that you do naturally, almost going back to what he did when he was a high school player, mm-hmm. when you're not really thinking about it, you're not trying to force these moves. And I think that's part of what had happened was he had a lot of things in his mind from whoever, and it just – it, it, it was too much versus, you know, hey, let's almost do less. Let's just get you athletic, get you confident, and then mm. let you be Tim Tebow. Because if, yeah. if Tim Tebow walks up to the plate and he has a good swing and he's confident, uh, there's a lot of special things that can happen. Yeah, we've heard this over the years with some great hitters that sometimes you, they can be overcoached. At the end of it all, there's certainly all kinds of dynamics that go into hitting the ball well. But if the, but if the hitter's not comfortable, in the box, then you know you just saying get your feet here, get your feet here, do this. But if the if the hitter's not comfortable, isn't that the bottom line? If if you have a great athlete that can hit the ball a long way or hit it hard, he's got to be comfortable to begin with, right? Hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. And that was the thing I could tell you all last year. He was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so you know this off season, um, you know when we hit that, especially those last couple of days right before he went to spring training. Um, he was like, I feel competitive in the box. I feel, I feel confident. I feel competitive. I feel like I have a chance versus almost fighting against himself with yeah. his own swing. So, um, and again, you know, obviously, you know, big league pitching is big league pitching. So, you know, he's got a long road ahead of him to, you know, go out and perform this season. But I feel like he's, he's giving himself the opportunity to do the best that he's capable of doing. So, Casey, too, because we don't get to follow him bat to bat. Obviously, we see some of the stories, uh, you know, what he did here and there. But from a hitting standpoint, what does he struggle with? Is it location? Is it the breaking pitches? What What is his biggest challenge at the plate? Um, the biggest thing is just, you know, you think he's got he's limited at bats. I mean, you know, so he's he's only been playing for you know, this is his fourth full year um, and, and pitch recognition – um, you know, that type of stuff. But again, it goes back to if you're uncomfortable with where you're at, you know, trying to find where you want to be from a mechanics and a body standpoint while you're trying to recognize 95 with run, mm. that makes it really challenging. Mm. So I think combining, uh, you know, him being in a better position, being more confident will then allow him to see the ball better, which then allows him to make better pitch decisions and that type of stuff. So uh, I think they all kind of correlate. All right, so this may be an unfair question, Casey. Obviously, you're there to try to help him, uh, you know, hit the ball. But you're around him, you know, just over the weekend. Tim Tebow quote: "I'd rather be known for saving babies than winning Super Bowls." With his commitment, you know, on on abortion and where life begins and helping these women, he obviously puts his faith at the center of everything, as as anyone who follows Jesus should do, according to to the Word of God. Is it possible that, that, I mean, he's got so many other things he wants to do with his platform, and baseball is such a tedious sport. Can he put the – can he manage all this time-wise? Um, I, I think he can because of who he is. Um, you know, he, he – obviously it's a challenge, um, yeah. and it would be uh, probably an uh, you know, unsurmountable challenge for a normal person. But you think about what this guy has stood for – and how he's carried himself and the things that he's accomplished, you know, in his career when everybody told him he couldn't. Sure. Um, you know, I think that if anybody can do it, he can. Whether he will or not, you know, we don't know. But I can tell you, like I said, he, 
it's not going to be for lack of work and lack of determination. Um, but, you know, baseball is the hardest sport in my mind uh, from a skill set. It's it, hitting major league pitching is, is probably one of the most difficult things in sports to do. So, um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a big challenge in front of him, but if anybody can do it, I think he can. Thank you, Casey Smith, OutfrontHitting.com, and hopefully it will work out for you to find your way down to our part of the world. would love to have you closer. I know that Gary would. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can follow him also at OutfrontHitting on Instagram, uh, Casey Smith. We're back uh, more after this, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Thanks for being with us, Casey. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Hi, everybody. This is Keith Evan, and you're listening to Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour. How about you, Rick and Bubba here? Thank you for being with us, uh, MyPillow.com. You go there right now. Take that old promo code Bubba with you. Go where it says Radio Specials. Click on Radio Specials. Go in there and see the deals. Use the promo code Bubba. Uh, Here's an example of the kind of savings we're talking about right now. Body pillows are only $29.99. They were eighty nine ninety nine, sixty dollars savings. We call these savings that Speedy even pays attention to. No, oh, you know, yeah, I mean, look, uh, and you take the promo code Bubba there. Radio specials. They got the new uh, towels and washcloths. Get buy one six piece set, get another one free. We got those at the house. We love them. Also, they've got the Giza Dream sheets. Buy, uh, you know, uh, get you some sheets and get another one for free. Flannel sheets as well. Uh, how about a buy one get one free on the premium my pillow? Uh, love those. Uh, so if you'd like to take advantage of these savings while they're still happening, go to MyPillow.com right now, click Radio Specials, take the promo code Bubba with you, or go to RickandBubba.com. You'll find it right there under the Sponsors button. So uh, other things that uh, that we need to cover today. Well, did you uh, did you see some of the folks hitting the campaign trail for uh, Michael Doomberg this weekend? <sighs> Bubba, you okay, buddy? I love how you said that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a moment ago when Michael Doomberg, when I saw Kirk Michael Douglas, because Kurt uh, Douglas is doing it, it really is something. Yeah. So, saw where Kurt left sixty million to charity. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But well, he, his son's got three hundred. He didn't sure. need any of it. Yeah. I so I saw Michael better. Douglas, and and I had and I, I wasn't that bothered because I realized that Michael Douglas and I probably don't see things eye to eye politically. Yeah. I wouldn't think. Probably not. And he's out there trumping for no pun intended for Michael Doomberg. Um, and then Bubba just looks at me as if you know didn't even give me a warning to prepare myself to brace myself, and said the following statement. I said, you know, Clint Eastwood's on the Bloomberg wagon, too. I'm sorry, Rick. He's jumped parties. Well, I would say to Michael Douglas, I don't know that I'm going to take, you know, Gordon Gecko's advice for president Mm -hmm. uh, to begin with. Who knows if you're playing a role or not? I've always worried about that with actors. You never know. Are they serious or they just been paid to say that? Is Clint Eastwood going to talk to an empty chair again? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that bizarre thing? Mm. And I'll paraphrase what I saw. Uh, Clint said that he was supporting. Bloomberg, because he said, I, I really like some of Trump's policies, but I just don't like all the stuff that goes with it. In other words, the way he does it, I guess. And it's the way I interpret Well, look, it. we may not all like the way he does things and, and his arrogance. And to me, it's almost cartoonish. <laughs> to me, he kind of has that, that pro wrestling yeah. thing where, yeah. you know, you don't really, it's almost like The Rock's up there yeah. doing it. Yeah. You, you don't really, it's almost, it's hilarious. Unless, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's almost <laughs> like I think he's doing it like we've even done those kind of things before where you're kind of jabbing at people so much. And I understand that you know that some of the things that the way he handles things, we all wish he'd handle it better. But 
you're 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 going to Bloomberg. Who, did you did you hear Michael Douglas's? Uh, I guess his statement. Did you hear either one of them statements on it? Though? This that, is this is like when I when I hear people who say, "Well, look, I'm a Christian. I can't support Trump." So you're who are you going to support? Um, so you're going over there to the the land of uh, abortion at any point, uh, uh, same gender marriage, uh, genderless societies. That's where you're headed. That, that, yeah. I don't know how you're going to make that case biblically. So uh, you know, Michael Douglas said, "Rick, he told the crowd." that the billionaire is truly one of the best candidates we've had running for the office of president in 30 to 40 years. Oh, my goodness. That's what praising, Michael Douglas said. Praising, didn't say that, did he? No, this is Michael Douglas. Okay. Praising his efforts on gun control. Now, this is a guy that told us we don't we shouldn't have guns. I mean, he just said no, it. He out. don't want you to get That's a super-sized drink either. That's so forget. Because we ain't somebody, got no sense to make that He took the salt off the tables in New York, yeah. but he salts everything. Clint Eastwood, Michael Douglas, y'all are almost dead. Okay, y'all not gonna suffer. The, well, we'll suffer if you let this start happening. And uh, I, I mean, wish they had a bigger crowd. Y'all don't have y'all don't have much more <laughs> more life left. Yeah, y'all. When yeah. did Clint Eastwood become an a gun control person? Yeah, so yeah, Clint if, if, any, want, if anybody cannot say anything about that, that would be Clint Listen, Eastwood. guys, listen yeah. up. This, this is important. This is important. Can what, we hear that? him? Let's hear him. Can we hear him? Rick? And Mr. My Mike. goodness, how many people are there? 20? That's what I was back, saying. Back I, him up. Let's hear, let's hear what he I said. don't want Bubble. Don't let's do just this. hear. I just want to hear it. Come it's out not out Clint Eastwood. Let's hear Gordon. No, it's Michael Douglas. Here, Gecko. along the side that you see lead me to say this is really truly one of the best candidates we've had running for office in 30 or 40 years. Can somebody clarify that statement? So, you know, don't worry. There's, there's 12 people clapping. I mean, well, I to say, he may not win the uh, the contest and stands up comedian of the time, oh, but um, he can't be everything to everybody. So I just admire this guy so much, and I'm really happy to be out here sharing it, and obviously with, with this turnout. So we got tomorrow's get out the vote. We start getting out the vote. On he tomorrow. is a good actor. He's pretending there's a big crowd. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, can, I, can I say this? Do you think Bloomberg his, had, his speeches when he's reading like a, a script is a lot better than him freelancing? Greg, I tell you what he needs yeah. is people did midway to put him a crowd around. I know. They need to put all kinds of stuff. In <laughs> I'm so Y'all, sorry. I should have never let you watch. Mr. There was, was only, there was only about Rick, six people clapping. That's on me. I know. Did you hear? They're in a foyer somewhere. Yeah. They're not. Well, they're not even in an auditorium. What's he talking about? A turnout? Do you? We'll have more people at the viewing party tonight getting a spray tan. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. You Come will. On. You will. Oh, You're so right. Do you think since uh, his dad Kirk didn't leave him any money? That, I'm sorry. That his dad Kirk Douglas yeah. didn't leave him any Kirk, money. Well, Douglas, <laughs> yeah. he didn't leave him any money. That he's basically saying I'll cover. I'll guys. He was just funny. I'll cover the sixty million. <laughs> we can million. laugh. I know your daddy did. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, that, that, that you'll you'll uh, we'll cover the sixty million. That that will. Hey, look. I'll give you a talent fee because he didn't even sound like he was interested in what right. he said. Speedy, he's I don't worth, even think he was. He really Speedy, knew who he was talking Speedy, about. He is worth three hundred million dollars. Yeah, he don't need nothing from his. He don't old need dimple chin. Yeah, that, yeah. That I mean, Great. that's just. Sixty-one million is just a bother to him. He didn't even even sound excited. He was like, "I'm here for a talent fee." I know his dad did Spartacus, but I mean, how did he? Sixty million, he was worth. Can we find? Douglas was a legend. Can we find Clint Eastwood? I want to hear it from Clint Eastwood. No, I don't. I don't. Don't do this to me. I want to hear Clint Eastwood say it from his own mouth. Why? Why would we? Because I just, I semi don't believe it. You're tampering with the memory. I semi don't believe it. Rick, I'm just glad Michael ain't talking about like he did about how he got throat cancer at that time. You Please remember, don't you do. His Why are you doing on that? this, Greg? Y'all remember his theory? Does <laughs> he think he is Tyson oh. Fury? <laughs>
I'm saying that one minute. I'm saying I love Jesus the next, and then I'm then I'm hitting the clubs. But anyway, um, oh my goodness, he came public with it. I didn't make it up. Uh, Greg, please stop. That's what he uh, said, Rick. I'm asking you. To he stop. did. He did. Good he night. He said Good it. night. Look at that. So he <laughs> raised his hand and owned up to it. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. And sent panic all across the side. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute. Who did he date? What? <laughs> what the? What did he say? Didn't you date Mike Douglas? <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> oh boy. He has enough. That's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? Hold <laughs> uh, on a minute. See if I can. I'm hurrying. Eighty six. <laughs> the um, so. I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I I, I, just, I, I don't. I, I really do. You know how they came out this weekend. The logic too. of it all. The logic. B- Bloomberg was paying people mm. on Twitter and other social media yeah. like twenty five hundred dollars yeah. to come out and endorse him. Yeah. And to say good things about him. <clears throat> and and even Twitter shut did. down a whole bunch of the accounts because they were saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. You can't. You know. You can yeah, buy did. social media now. Social media is no indicator of anything. I think he. I think he's bought. I think he's bought Clint. Wait, wait, it's, well, Clint could but also. Speedy, is this it? Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure because you know, this is the quickest this thing is, I could. Oh no! Don't do this. But uh, well, let's just go hey, with it. Seriously, I, straight I don't up, know that this I, is I, it. I, 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 think I don't want to hear Josie Wales say. I don't know that it hey, is. I we hope just it did. Is. We just did an interview about betrayal. <laughs> yeah, I hope and, it's. And look, it. I can't. Don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. now, how about I would have gone through my whole life and never known if you had just not said anything? Right. I tell you, I this, think well, this I'm is still it. trying to find out, and hopefully find out it's not true. Well, I tell you this: Philo Beto would never said it. And are we going to try it? Right. I think so. I think so. So, Mr. President. How do you? Uh, I don't know how do you handle. That's not it. He's okay. Handled. That how do you handle? That's when they tried to get him to come out. Yeah, and, you're right. Yeah, that's, you're that's, right. that's, that's empty chair speech. This is what I hate about this. Is that <laughs> he's pretty feeble. It says right. Clinton turns against uh, against Trump and backs Bloomberg, and this is the video. Clinton does. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint, okay. Okay. Uh, backs uh, turns against Trump and 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 backs uh, Bloomberg for president, and this is the video it has. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's what do he say? That's what that. That's what the video was. Well, I didn't it, it hear mis- it. Misdirected. Well, it sounded like he was asking the president something. Yeah, I think that was old video. That's yeah, what, right. I'm, that's oh, what okay. I'm saying. So they don't he, have anything on him publicly. No, but I think Clint you, I think you're is wrong. older than that now. I, I think I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I'm gonna say you're wrong. Dang it, I'm googling. That's what it said. No, who told you that? I saw it too. I saw it. Somebody say that at the Auburn Baseball. Somebody says it says Clint. Was it the woman? Somebody said. Was it after she was hit by the foul ball? It says Clint Eastwood backs him. It does. It says no. No, there's an article. No, Greg. No. Yeah, yeah, that's out there. I know it, Rick. Josie Wells, the be- his exact just quote. Just that, we're watching Midway. His exact quote, the best thing we could do is just get Mike Bloomberg in there. Yep. That man in Grant, Rick, that man in Grant Torino would have said that. No, he wouldn't. No way. New. Final phone calls. Falling the- down wouldn't have said that either. No. no. Not for a minute. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he think Josie Wells would say that. <laughs> phone calls are next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour. Let the people speak at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, if you want to get in, lines are available. Stretch Armstrong's got it covered for you. We'll talk to you before the hour is done. But first, I got a ticket. it's a Dudney Monday. And the golden ticket seats are standing by. Hello, Tony Presley. Tony is Ken to Elvis Presley. She is. But you know what I told her? There's a lot of us that may be and have no idea. Oh, Elvis made the He was around her. Uh, happy anniversary to Nancy and Dr. Steven Zug. Yeah. What? Two. Happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. 
Thank you. 30 years. Cecil and Rochelle Barnes here. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. A lot of snacks today. Raise your hand if you brought snacks. Okay, because I'm going to email you. You're responsible for Bubba's next stint. <laughs> all right, so thank you all for being here today. Everybody gets a pound of Buzz Bites coffee. I also take home a Rick and Bubba double CD. And Bubba, it is a Dudney Monday. Just another Dudney Monday. Monday. <laughs> Bubba, were you doing the Tyson Fury head fake over there? <laughs> 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 he was over <laughs> He was Just, doing all I hope that's all you do. <laughs> um, so, uh, Bubba, we need a number today. One, two, three, four, five. We need a number between one and five. One in five. One mm. in five. What about uh, the deuce? Number two. Number the two. The deuce Nancy is loose. Zug. Nancy Zug. Zug. Somebody give Zug a hug. Yeah, $50. $50. $50 American 50. Express card. So the Zugs on their anniversary, lunch is covered. There you got go. it. Got to handle it. So congratulations and thank you, Dr. Dudney, who takes care of us, though he's not any better than any other dentist. Uh, we just <laughs> use him because like, we just spin the wheel of dentist, and wherever it lands, we go. Yeah. Like uh, no, Dudley does a fantastic job and has been so good to our families and uh, does that uh, Fix oh. Mama's Mouth promotion. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling how many thousands of dollars worth of veneers he and uh, his uh, his practice have given to our audience. A bunch of nice teeth, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of t- nice teeth out there. Let's go to um, – Let's go to Chris, Birmingham, Alabama. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come from trolling. Control. All right, Chris, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, so my question is for uh, Speedy. Uh, just uh, was doing some research on some massage guns, and uh, remember that you were advertising one over the Christmas uh, holiday. Mm-hmm. I was going to see if you happen to know what brand name that was by chance again. The, well, the, well the, these are the, mas- the massage guns. Yeah, well, it started with Helmsy, and he brought the gun to the table, and then we we did bring uh, uh, something in for the boys during Christmas and have one at the house. But what was your what was your Hypervolt is the uh, walking dog. Hypervolt, yeah, yeah. Hyper- and that's the one we got. We yeah. have the Hypervolt at the it's house. Good. Yeah, yeah it's that's really a good, good. one. Yeah. Uh, but I bought one called G two G E T O O. Yeah, it's just a you know cheaper version of the hypervolt i saw when we finished the road trip this past weekend for the men's conference everybody was getting out at their cars and les with the manchurch.com got out with a machine gun mm-hmm. and was like all right after that ride here we go and, and i was like where did you get that he, yeah. had, he had it, it, oh, had yeah. it in the van did he really yeah. yeah um i know those massage guns are awesome i'm getting they one are. it's official i'm getting one and look yeah. you can look online there's hundreds of different Speedy versions and uh, just read the reviews and pick you one out and massage away. I know you did a lot of research, Helms, and and what I found too is really there are a lot. It's most that extra of them, strength battery. Most yep. of them are like yeah. you said, almost alike, but the difference is length and battery life yeah. and and noise. Yeah, yeah. really. But what most is of them do what the same also, thing. What's important? What battery life, and then some of them are a lot quieter oh, quiet. than the other. The hypervolt's quieter chipper. than mine, yeah. but I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. the noise. I mean, hey, you know, it's it's whatever works. <laughs> We go to Bruce in Nashville. The Music City checks in. Bruce, go ahead, buddy. 30 seconds. Bruce. Hey, guys. Um, look, I don't condone what the guy said at the uh, Auburn game, and I think it was tacky and in poor taste. But my question to you is, where do you think we're headed where referees hear people in the stands say something and then they stop the game and then the guys – I get it. It's a private event. It can be banned. But do you ever hear what players say to each Thank other? You. I, I just feel like I'm we're sorry. going down this road of just so, – what, what is he talking uh, about? So, oh, so I was at the Auburn game, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't know anything went on until I had left mm-hmm. and started reading about it. 
And apparently a student was yelling, uh, and it said like xenophobic slurs. Yeah, that's I'm, what they called it, xenophobic I had to, slur. I had to go, I go, what is a xenophobic that's slur? That's a new one. What is that? Yeah. Which one's that uh, one? So anyway. Foreigners. You, Tennessee, any, foreigner. any, any foreign? Yeah. Tennessee yeah. had a player from originally from Uruguay, and uh, hmm. someone is caught on the mic. You can hear it on the CBS broadcast yelling, go home to Uruguay or something That's like all that. they said, Rick. And, and there has been a huge blow. Look, oh. they got the student, took him out of the arena. He's banned for life from coming there and may have more things coming down the pipe. Guys, what? How and many I times thought, have you heard things yelled? Well, a hundred times. Guys, oh, I started to yeah. say, I've been to a lot of basketball oh. games in different places, not just there. And the F's and the H's oh. and the everything else, and that's a big deal? I'm sorry. What I, is I don't... a big deal if you tell me to go back to my country? I come just in a basketball game just because I'm trying to get in your head. You know that, what I'm saying? Right. Guys, I remember playing for coaches that would tell us that we needed to go back to where we came from. <laughs> that's a good point, man. That's a really good so point. So straight up. Straight up. You remember that funny story yeah. about uh, – So if you the, yell, go back to Knoxville, I guess it would be okay. It was a great story about Charlie – Xenophobic. Charlie yeah. Bradshaw, when he used to coach down at Troy, because when I came to Troy – he had just left, and they were they were just legendary stories about him there because he was quite the character. And that was his standard move. If you did something, like, like say, Greg, I'm going to you, say, Burgess, where'd you come from? You say your house. Oxford, yeah. Hey, I'm going to send you back to Oxford. I'm going to put you on the bus back to Oxford. Well, so he was doing that. Well, you know, some schools do not indicate where they're from because they're named after people. Right. So the story went, he would do this all the time. So a wide receiver named Rufus Cox was from Emma Sampson High School. So he missed a pass to me. Rufus, where are you from? He said, Emma Sampson High School. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you back to. Where's Emma Sampson? <laughs> <laughs> you heard you that. So I said, Gassy, I'll send you back to Gassy. <laughs> he, he kept getting locked down because he knew he's swimming. Uh, what is that? There ain't no place called Emma Sampson. I'm going to send you back to. Look, I'm not saying. <laughs> Look, there's certainly, there's certainly, you know, <laughs> this probably is not in but great politically correct yeah, yeah, crap. Probably, probably not in great taste. But the, what I saw oh, online was gracious, blown y'all. We're, so we're, out of proportion. You would have thought he took a 22 and shot somebody going down the court. And again, you know, this is the kind of attitude why we can't win a next World War. We've heard People, it, but yeah. if it falls under one of them terms that we've come up with xenophobe and all this other stuff. It, yeah, it I had to go look at that. Look I didn't know what it was. Hamza, where are you from? <laughs> Were you really that offended if I'm the guy that's from Spain or wherever and you tell me to go back? To, what, how's that offense? That, I, you know what I'd say? Is that the best one you got? That's the all crowd you sing bye-bye, yeah. tell people to go yeah. home oh, all the come time. On, let's Y'all grow up. I mean, we, we just beat the blank out of you. Yeah, come like on. That. Everybody grow up a little bit. That's, it could be a lot worse than going if, back to your Let me tell you this. If, yeah. you don't, if you can't take people yelling at you, you don't need to be playing college sports. Well, you know okay? what you do? Because you're going to get a whole bunch of Especially in basketball. They're on they're on top of you. There was a day when the guy from Uruguay would have had an open break, done it, done it, just rocked the baby, double jammed yeah. it behind his head, said, "I think I'll stay." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? Why don't you go back to where you came from? <laughs> you know, now that I know Bubba was at the game, I really wish it had been him. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. Or Hunter. He was, well, you I know, wish it had been Hunter. Well, no, he was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what. You know what Bubba led there, don't you? When the guy came out, build that wall. That's right, mm-hmm. Bubba. That's kind of xenophobic what you were saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, whatever. You xenophobe? <laughs> whatever. Hey, Bussy, where are you from? 
crowd seemed to love it. <laughs> I'm going to send you right back to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would do. So good. Y'all, we, so got good. It. we got to we got to just grow up. And, We're, and you can we have eggshelled and diapered yeah. everybody today. Good gracious. Crying oh, out like loud. It's the worst Lay. thing that could have happened. It's like handling fine china now. Everybody going to break. And everybody overreacts because you don't look like you're, you know, People on Twitter, right? And what happens is we create a society where nobody has to persevere and they shoot the place up when they get nervous. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Can't handle it. I'll send you back to Uruguay. Hey, <laughs> he knows where he's from. Yeah. He and, again, and again, I, I go, is that, that's not even that big a deal. No. no. That's all you got. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.